0: By the way, I think you're episode four. Nice or three. Three or four. You're yeah, either three or four. Yay. Right now. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Episode three or four. Bobo Costone Club with Grace Key, Ker. <laughs> Grace Kerr. Grace Kerr with Grace yeah. Kerr. Right. Exactly. Uh glad to have you here. Thank you. And you are you're a lot of things. To me at least, the center of it all is lunch money. Well, it was. What was, yes. It was, yeah. I guess we could we could start with that, like what was what was the story with lunch money? Lunch
1: money. Okay, so basically I've been advertising yes. for like a really long time. And like oh. the whole my whole thing was about like uh consumer research, right? So then along the way I realized that like I'm not the only girl who doesn't have pockets in her clothes. Which mm-hmm. if you've ever worn a shorts to go for a run and then shorts and your shorts don't have pockets, then you're like where do I put my keys? Yeah. Where I put my cart, Stuff like that. So and then I realised that I was talking to other girls that none of us had pockets. And now I was like, huh. And then I did some research and it turns out that it's like the fashion industry, right? Where they wanted women to look a particular silhouette. Which then, if you're wearing skin-tight clothes or uh, very loose fabric, very light fabric, then you can't actually have pockets the way men's clothes can. Because your clothes are quite stable, right? You have bums,
2: jeans, pants.
1: Yeah. And all the fabrics used for those clothes can hold things whereas girls like if you're wearing one of those bandage skirts <laughs> you're wearing 20 yeah. 2010 bandage skirt that kind then you there's really no space for pockets um and it got to a point where even in clothes that you could put pockets in people just didn't see yeah. the point so they didn't so then i decided okay you know what, i'm gonna like leave the advertising industry um gonna try out this thing. So I just literally drew up some dresses on PowerPoint because that's my trait, my tool. Um and then I went to a seamstress and then I said, Auntie, can you help me put men's pockets in women's clothes? Then she's like, Huh, for what?
2: Yeah, she, she didn't yeah, get it. she didn't right. get it.
1: Then they were like, why don't you just use a bag? I'm like, no, auntie, that's the point. I don't want to use a bag. Plus, you know guys, right? Sometimes mm. like I see them leave the office early, then they can sneak out because they don't have a bag.
0: Uh,
1: if you're a girl, <laughs> everyone knows.
0: Wait, is. but that's some like 4D chess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: You come in about a bag when you leave, nobody can tell. You just leave your laptop open. Skill life hack.
0: Why? What is your, is your advertising places that bad that people do that?
1: Yeah, I mean it was, it was a bit rough lah, back then. I don't know what it's like now, but the hours were pretty crazy, man. Like
0: actually, that's true. I okay, I mean sidebar ooh. a bit. Don't you feel like the advertising industry has kind of evolved a little bit from what it was? Has it? Has it? I don't know. People leave on time now. I guess more. Oh, that's nice. More than it was. More than it was I'm back then. I'm so happy
1: m. for them. Yay!
0: Yeah, they're they reaping the rewards of our <laughs> world. <laughs> <laughs> I We're
1: like, no, let's go home. Yeah, I remember last time when we leave at 10pm, we damn happy. Eh? <laughs> like, Yay.
0: I know, right? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's really not valuing a lot it of things. Crazy.
1: I remember a friend who was working in finance, same age. like same, We left school at the same time. Then he was like, why do you let your industry value you at so little? And I was like, oh, I can't know <laughs>
0: And we were... Yeah. When we were too young to get it also, I think.
1: Yeah. And like, very hopeful, yeah. uh, artist type. Yeah. yeah. Okay,
0: I guess that, that, that will give context to why he <laughs> left advertising also. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: That's why I left. <laughs> the anxiety was, wow, it was really bad, yeah.
0: So you, you left with a plan mm. and that plan was driven by your like, vision for women to have pockets. Yeah, uh? it
1: wasn't like, there was no big ambition. You know like, people then they leave to be entrepreneurs then they like, want to yeah, but bought out for X million dollars or get. Oh, yeah money. like the proper
0: startup yeah, kind right. of like behavior, right? And every time yeah, someone's yeah. like,
1: "Oh, you should meet this other entrepreneur," I'm like, "I'm not sure we are like the, the same person." Cause everyone's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, what are your what are your ten year plans, blah, blah blah." But I didn't really have. Maybe that's a downfall, lah, huh? I didn't really have like a ten year plan. I just knew I wanted mm-hmm. to like make functional clothes that fit more women. And like, mm-hmm. I think the testament to that was when we were, we did our first pop-up, I think within three mm-hmm. days of receiving the first batch of clothes, right? Excited, take some Japalang mm-hmm. table, some cloth, go to a pop-up. And like, I think that weekend uh-huh. we made like five figures.
3: Yeah, Holy I was shit. like mind
1: blown. I was like, what? And we met some people, um, one of the models called Isabel, like she met us at that pop-up and she was like, you yeah, are uh-huh. the only other store here that sells clothes in XL, and i was like what yeah that's mad and like so when i went to production right i very consciously said i only because i have limited funds uh, so people with a lot of money you can go and make size xs until like xxxl that kind of thing whereas for me uh uh, the the in the fashion industry manufacturing side charges you per size per color per piece yeah
0: is it it that's to to make like a master Mm. uh draft is it
1: the main the the thing that they use to make the rest is called a sample. So that's a sample. Ah, yeah.
0: and then, so it costs extra money to make a sample in a different size.
1: Um, it does. It does. And then when you create the production part, right? They also charge you for more sizes. Yeah.
3: <sighs>
1: cause then I guess they have to create their own master sample for that particular size. Yeah. So then, when I started out, I just it just went in without XS, which is very weird for Singapore, cause Singaporean girls are quite smaller. So like, I didn't do XS.
0: to be able to provide something for people who generally don't have it. Yeah,
1: that right. was it was like the best part of the job for me, to be honest. Yeah, like getting people right in, saying like, "Oh, XL is so hard mm-hmm. to find," or like it fits really
4: well. Yeah,
0: I mean that is pursuing what you intended anyway, right? Like you just started with, I think girls need need pockets mm. in, their, in their dresses. <laughs> Yeah. And it grew into something I, I felt for a period of time, right, like I mean this is from the outside mm. looking in. It did feel like it had its own momentum. Yeah. I don't know, I think I think you generated a lot of buzz. Oh. Like you alone generated a lot of buzz. Because I know it was a one man op- it was a one woman operation, mm. right? You were the one uh sending out the stuff, you're the one uh talking to the uh talking to the factories in China, yeah. I
1: guess. Vietnam, that yeah.
0: Uh, Vietnam, sorry, mm. sorry, talking to the factories in Vietnam, you're the one like talking to the pop-ups and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it felt like there was a lot of momentum mm. to it.
3: Like
1: when there were the pop-ups, it was awesome. Like it was every single time we had a pop-up, we knew it was going to be like a mm. good weekend. Um, that we, Fiocs, yeah, yeah, we move stuff, but more importantly, we we'll would meet people. And then COVID, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm at the price point where we are not like like $30 per dress. So if you want to buy something online that you've never heard of before mm-hmm. for $30, you're like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. But when it's something like 80 90 dollars then you're a bit you're a lot more resistant
0: yeah so wait how much were your stuff again i
1: can't yeah. <laughs> between 70 to 90 but Got well, it. Because our cost price is really high because we're making like really small batches
0: yeah and you're doing it through like a very well what's the word like, like conscious
1: we try, like, conscious... <laughs> we try to get as conscious
0: yeah
1: as well. so if you don't make okay, like okay, okay. a thousand pieces per design then the cost yeah. of each piece is higher.
0: Understood, understood. Mm. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha.
1: We were like on a nice we little like, nice ride, right? you know, like I was like going up, like I was excited, we were like making new things. And then COVID kind of happened and it was like, production was slowed down like mega, mega slow. And then you couldn't mm. really do pop-ups anymore. So that mm-hmm. took away a lot of that like face time and people actually trying clothes on and yeah
0: yeah, yeah I, I, w- I would think that like being able to try it on would be almost like the deciding factor yeah. for you for anyone yeah. actually
1: almost especially for lunch money because if you tell someone like oh dresses with pockets they're like huh for what is back, but then <laughs> but then when you wear it and then you put your hands in the pockets and it's like really deep then you're like oh okay i see the point
0: yeah because just is not if you're not going for superficial deep you're going like usable yeah, deep, usable right?
1: Deep. like if you sit down, it won't fall out. Yes,
0: deep. yes. Yeah. Oh fuck! Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I see. I, I understand the appeal. I really do because I have that gripe with my PT shirt. Oh my gosh,
1: Josh has a pair of berms that every time he wears it, his phone falls out.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like why, right? Just get a bag, <laughs> Josh.
1: Like <laughs> <laughs> a fanny pack.
0: Yeah, Is not it the in thing these days, so To have like a side, like cross, cross. Cross body bag.
1: bag. Hey, oh my gosh, Shad! I'm at that point in my life. I have a crossbody strap for my phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's them auntie, I cannot do it myself. But because I walk the dogs, right? Then, then it's yeah, easier you to that. not have to hold mm-hmm. my phone or picking up their poo.
0: I jog now with a fanny no. pack. No. <laughs> 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 right now, when I go jog, I have this fanny pack from Decathlon. Okay, I put my I- phone inside. I put my phone inside. I put my keys inside, and then I put like my. Uh, headphone uh, charger inside. Can okay, I just jog? Uh. Yeah, okay,
4: la, it's important, <laughs> important. Got snacks?
0: Uh. No, I, I'm not there yeah, yet. My, my jogs are too short. <laughs> too short to, to, to need a refill, you know.
1: very <laughs> that important. Yeah. You're a fanny bad guy.
0: Yeah. Age. Uh, Age yeah. is deciding who I am. Do uh. you
1: think because we're older, we care more about function or we care less about how we look?
0: I, I feel like I've always been about function. Mm. But uh, my Venn diagram, mm. right? is a vendogram that makes me really broke. I care about functional and it has to also be aesthetically nice. same, same, same. So a lot of these like premium brands, not not I'm not a clothes person, like I'm more like a bag uh, person. Yeah. So I end up buying these like stupid like American brands that are like mission workshop. Uh, start, like very this it started with that, and then I went down a rabbit hole of like obscure brands, and they're just also f- fucking pricey. And I don't understand. It's just ex- it's just I'm paying for an extra but pocket. aesthetic. Yeah, but it's damn nice. Channel, yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I it's ridiculous. You know, I have so many uh pouches. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of pouches that I don't really know what to do with anymore, and I try. I keep trying to pawn it off to people. Mm, Carousel. <laughs> This one way, uh, what tiring uh, carousel? Yeah, hey, you didn't sell your stuff on carousel, no, I right? didn't, you didn't work, sell like, yeah, money, you, but you tried it well, out. I uh... put
1: it up, la, but it's like you need to be a particular price point on carousel, and they also mm. like to like haggle, which I'm over. <laughs> i just like, I put time and effort, and this is a conscientious design, and I'm not about yeah. to like haggle.
0: How do you value yourself? As lunch money.
1: How do I value myself? Uh, Like yeah. like price point wise?
0: Uh, okay, we'll start with... We'll, I'll, I'll give you tiers. Yeah. Lah. The first one would be
3: price, price
1: point. point. Okay, so it's cost price plus overheads. Mm-hmm. It got a lot of overheads. Mm-hmm. No, you think like, oh, this kind of online store don't have physical rental, don't have like hired people. It.
0: Yeah, like, okay. It sounds like that. It sounds, it sounds like, like that, like right? That.
1: Then there's like Shopify mm-hmm. at like annual sign up fee. They take, I think, 5% of every transaction then the bank you have to pay, uh, because I'm Accra registered, I have to pay uh taxes, I have to pay for accountants, and then every month because I'm not employed by anyone but myself, I have to pay my own uh medicine. So in the end, like it kind of adds up. Like, and then there's also like domain costs, software costs, stuff like that. Because all these things usually covered by your employer, right? Yeah. So coming out I was like, oh crap, I have no software, I don't even have PowerPoint, I don't have Photoshop. Like, I like, camera stuff also shoots. Yeah, so, like...
0: Oh my god, you're yeah, right. Yeah, all that,
1: like, considered in. And then maybe give myself, like, maybe 30% profit. <laughs> Which, in the business industry, 30% profit is, like, not even enough. So, yeah. I was just trying to, like, I don't know, get to a sensible price point that I wasn't totally wasting my time, but was also not ripping off, like, customers. Because I know there are some places, right, they will sell like a dress for $280, regular, $280. But it's sure lah, so people are like, hey, fuck, yeah, like, it looks good, I'm gonna buy it. But when they have sale, right, they sell for, like, $70. Okay. Yeah, to me, it's crazy, because you know that when a store sells something on sale, they are already at least breaking even, if not making a small profit, they are at least breaking even. So, then, when they are buying it at $280, what the
0: fuck, man? Yeah, holy shit. I didn't even know dresses go out for that it's much. It's
1: mad. And those aren't even like <laughs> gowns or whatever. It's just like...
0: Yeah, it's not like Gucci yeah, or whatever, like, right? It's just like yeah, a Yeah, you normal... just wear to
1: brunch kind of like...
0: Oh my it's goodness. Mad, uh, fashion is mad.
1: The amount people are willing to pay for the things they
0: wear. That, that was what I was trying to like get at also, mm. right? Like, so price is one thing. Price is... You can calculate that which brings you to like a sensible business decision about how much to, to price your items, mm. right? That is value to you to a certain degree, Yeah, right? But value to the customer is when you talk about a $280 <gasps> dress, it's, it's something else. It's, it's become something else, yeah. right? right? At that point. It's,
1: a, it's the brand, no? it's the... I don't know. I guess it's branding. Right? When you buy into the thing you believe is is expression of yourself.
0: Did, did you feel you had that?
1: Lunch money, yeah. Mm, I think it was more of um, a personal value to the cost customer than like brand value per se because i don't think i did very much in terms of branding yeah but like like when i get feedback about people saying like oh like it it, it makes me feel really good being able to fit into this thing after giving birth to two children or i am Mm. glad i'm able to wear a jumpsuit for the first time in 10 years because nothing else fits me
0: yeah those, those yeah. are the things that i think are valuable god damn okay and those are heavy <laughs> like,
4: comments <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah they're
0: not light at all uh. it's it's a it's an upsized meal <laughs> uh. kind of yeah. why what was the difference between like buying lunch money and like buying a workman's suit but you're like i mean as a woman uh, mm. right like but I get all the same kind of pockets and like heavy duty stuff. Like
1: a suit suit. Uh, oh. I think it's the femininity that I try to embody. I don't know if like, if you know me as a person, I am like really boyish, but also very girly. Yeah, actually, yeah, yes, I you are of,
0: almost like a tomboy.
1: Yeah. So I like to do all the like, quote unquote, like guy sports, like boxing, muay thai, football, But I pride myself in being a woman, first and foremost. So my dressing style is also kind of like feminine, like there's like flappy things and flowy things. So I think that's where like the lunch money difference is versus buying like Fubu Ben. Yeah, Yeah. it's that like a little bit of a girly touch, like slightly almost slutty but not. (laughs) That's my wardrobe design.
0: Got it. Actually, when when you said it like that, I get it. uh. I see it. uh. I think I understand what I'm trying to say. Mm. Kind of slutty but also boyish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, I guess this is something to for me to also understand, right? Like answer answer me in the perspective of like Grace Kerr, the lunch money mm. founder. And then as a friend, <laughs> but as a founder, is it important for women to buy clothes that make them feel sexy? Yes.
1: It's so important. I think maybe I'm I'm not sure if it's just like a me thing, but I feel like as a woman, when you wear the right attire and you leave the house, it kind of sets the tone for your day. Yeah. Mm. So, like, for example, for me, like, if I, I used to wear, like, uh, like, cheaper clothes, right? Or, like, Forever 21, that kind of thing. Then when I went mm. to work in those clothes, I always kind of felt like I didn't, like, uh, like, maybe just get a bit loose or, like, a bit low cut or what. So I spent a lot of my time trying to, like, pull up my clothes, and then it feels uh, a little bit like I don't fit in, I don't belong, or I'm not powerful.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: And okay. if I also wear like super boyish clothes, like big T-shirt, straight cut jeans, and mm-hmm. like with not in a not in an aesthetic way, you know, people wear big T-shirt and straight cut jeans in an aesthetic way, <laughs> but if you wear it in just a like not aesthetic way, you just kind of feel the whole day a bit <laughs> shit, like, a bit like that. <laughs>
0: Okay, I, I get what you're what you're saying. And I think this is something that me as a I guess as a husband now, so like I struggle to understand because I see like Diana coming, like she she takes a while to go to yeah. work, and she preps her outfit and she tries on like different like hijabs, yeah. different styles here and there. And then like I'm for me it's like I guess for most guys, right, you're just grabbing whatever's in the closet, you wear it and you go. Yeah, but I guess coming from your perspective is. I, I never thought of it that way. Huh? She tried, Then I tried to explain to me before, and I couldn't get it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, but I think the other reason is because girls' bodies are so different compared to guys. That's yeah. true. So, guys,
0: that I is true.
1: Here and there, it's about the same. Like, you never really think about, oh, how am I gonna dress different today, right?
4: Mm. Unless, yeah, like
1: maybe as if he'll get, get a cap or he'll change his like pants up. But for most guys, it's quite yeah. straightforward. You have pants, berms, shirts. T-shirt, long-sleeve T-shirt, polo T-shirt. That's about, yeah. that's about it. Then, correct, like correct, for Josh, correct. right, who uh, traditionally is the ideal male body, right? Like, no, like, mm-hmm. overflowing fats anywhere. He doesn't really have to think about it. So, his sleeping clothes, mm-hmm. going out clothes and workout clothes are basically the same.
0: <laughs> yeah, it <he> just rotates, <laughs> yeah,
1: It's <laughs> like, he'll just wear whatever to go to work. Then, he'll wear the thing that he wore to work. Then, wear sports shorts and then go and work out. Yeah, yeah, so he's like, I, so he does, it doesn't really affect, true. whereas a girl, uh, your, if your tights are too tight, then you go for yoga, then you feel your fat fall over, you're like,
4: eh.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, okay, I think you're answering it as the friend really, <laughs> but it's true, it's true, I think subliminally, pulling up your pants above your belly button, so that when you sit, uh, it doesn't, like, your fat doesn't fall yeah. on you. Yeah that kind of thing right and you imagine that kind of like discomfort. what's the word yeah. for it uh? yeah discomfort Try the whole day mm,
1: and you're like i mean for me i mean i've been a sad kid right so my whole life i've been sucking in my belly i don't know if like if it's a me thing
4: or whatever but no you know, i do I that, that too so
0: i suck oh. in like even yeah, today right now I'm, I'm talking
2: to you i don't <laughs> know why i'm sucking. <laughs> nobody,
4: i'm in fucking clothes so i'm sucking in like for oh, who right
3: yeah exactly
1: <laughs> we can let it out one two three
0: Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm on a fucking voice call with you, and I'm like, I don't know. Why. <laughs> You're yeah. That's a good point. It's 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 built in, uh, right? I mean, it's almost like self-esteem kind of. I think right? so. I
1: think it's a lot of the the obsession with clothing for women ties ties back to the self-esteem issues that I think the fashion industry has intentionally created.
0: Yeah, it is a business. Uh.
1: it's also actually. I also feel like maybe that's why I kind of left. Like decided to close it down other than financial reasons is I don't feel like I belong in the fashion industry because the fashion industry, right? The, the worse you feel about yourself, Mm -hmm. the more money you'll spend. Yes. Yeah. If you are totally comfortable with yourself, like Josh, for example, he can go out for a run in a six year old marathon t-shirt army shorts from uh, like half his lifetime ago and like some chapalang work socks that he yeah. He doesn't change up the work socks, you know. So he wears like pants socks. Then <laughs> he wear running shoes and go. Okay. And he's fine. Yeah. Whereas I like have to match my sports clothes. If not, I feel like not very motivated to run.
0: I get you, I get you. Okay, that's also his personality type mm, that's that's yeah. coming into play, right? And then there's you who is a bit more fashion forward. You're you're mixing being fashion forward with also being conscious. Conscious. Oh yeah. I feel I, like Josh yeah. just doesn't give a fuck. yeah
4: he
1: does though. He does? Let me see. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe I've been assuming that he does because I buy him clothes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like Josh is so confident a man that he doesn't yeah. need to pander.
1: Yeah. Right. He does not pander. It's not something he does.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean like, I'm pretty sure when, okay, yeah. if, you, if you frame it that way, there are a few people who, and unfortunately most of them are men, who have mm. this kind of confidence to just like fuck about with their clothes and wear i want
1: that confidence i really want that confidence
0: i I feel like confidence is is also a personality trait that is the kind that you have to put it on yourself like Mm. somebody cannot compliment you into being confident
1: you have to like self become yeah Yeah. you have
0: to self-actualize it i guess and then it permeates out right like don't you think okay maybe maybe i'm like also half-assing this conversation but I feel like it's something like that confident people rarely really need to be told that they're confident or be confident.
1: Yeah, just they just are confident. Yeah.
0: But it's also like a decision. I feel like everything's a decision that they make in the morning. Does that make sense. Do you
1: think I th- or do you think it's something that you are like innately kind of okay, let me, for example, if you're a person A, mm-hmm. you are, you are naturally smart, naturally athletic, you come from a fairly well-to-do family mm-hmm. and you are not uh in the minority circle, so you are neither like queer nor co- person of color. So for you, life is pretty like
2: chill, it's la, la, yeah. Right? yeah,
1: it's quite chill la. You just kind of wake up, you look pretty hot already. Yeah. Then naturally, you're kind of confident, right? Okay so. la, But then to be fair, there are also people like that who are still very yeah uh, brittle,
0: brittle. Yeah yeah. yeah,
4: yeah, yeah.
0: But I mean, you're missing an important point. You could be a majority of everything, but then just be uglier. Also, <laughs> yeah, there is unfortunately there is, that is that's one category that <laughs>
4: that is true that could
0: happen uh, that could happen
4: that is true okay
0: you're right though like confidence is mm. something that is the surroundings uh, I guess that, that yeah. kind of instil it in you right
1: this is the nature nurture thing or like nature nurture and effort
0: okay this is you I mean I, I knew you at when you were also uh, a bit thick for lack of Wait, a better you've term
1: you see me through all the stages I think
0: yeah. like
1: Oh no, you met me, you met me thickish already. Yeah,
0: I met you thickish already. And
1: then I went mega thick. And then you went mega thick <laughs> and
0: then you went uh, 180. This is my normal size. Yeah. Yeah. So like for you, when you were at that point, uh, thick point, mm. uh, by the way, just let me know if I'm being like rude or anything or so, you know.
1: No, go for it. Just call it, yeah. Call it as it is.
0: Okay. Uh, when you were uh, at the thick point, it was self-esteem a thing talking to you back then and now talking to you, right? I feel like your personality has been the same, you know?
1: Yeah, I think I was going through okay. okay a bit deeper. Okay, I'm gonna, gonna surprise deepness. I was actually going through like more things. I think that made me a thick person. Okay. Yeah. So I was I was dating this uh person who was emotionally abusive. Okay. And occasionally drunk, physically abusive. So uh, then that affected my self esteem. Yeah. It was more of like, if it was more of a emotional. Like, I don't believe in myself because I feel trapped and I didn't feel brave enough to leave.
2: Mm.
1: And I was still kind of caught in this cycle. But weirdly enough, towards my body, I was still that fucking confident. <laughs> I just don't want the fat girl thing. Like, I would just tell the joke first. Or every time there's a opening to make a fat girl joke, I would just like, oh.
2: Because
1: yeah. I think intrinsically, who I was didn't change
2: Mm-mm-mm. with,
1: with regards to my
4: size yeah
0: got it um, yeah kind of kind of mm. and the answer is not for me the is for yourself mm. you know like all i do is just asking uh,
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> like, yeah so i don't know i mean it's tragic but i mean with, with all these kind of things you kind of grow from it right yeah for sure it sucks la, but you grow la. it sucks but you grow
1: yeah i think i'm a better person for that big period of time <laughs> with regard to my viewpoint of my own body as well as like personal standards I set for myself.
0: Yeah.
2: And
1: learning to walk away uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah. I
0: mean, resilience is something that you have to learn. Nobody's like, yeah. nobody's born resilient, you know. You're put through.
1: You can't like coast through and know that you're a resilient person. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And yeah, you're right. You're right. You can't coast through and know that you're resilient. What happened that made you decide, okay, fuck it, I wanna change how I look at myself?
4: Mm.
1: it was like on a particular I think it was like Christmas or something and then it was like a really really extra bad night and it was Christmas right yeah, <laughs> double I like, Christmas you know like I put up the tree in October kind yeah
3: yeah
4: yeah
1: <laughs> so for me I was like wow fuck how can this be happening to me on Christmas day and and then at the point of the time I was living with like a bunch of housemates who were like really supportive they were helping me like like very pragmatic approach to breaking up with someone, right? Like calculate how much it costs for me to take the house rental. Uh, How do I say it? When do I say it, all that? And then, yeah, so then I decided like enough is enough. It's Christmas. I deserve to be happy. Uh, And so then I made the decision to end the relationship, blah, blah, blah. And then when I was very single, I realized I had a lot of time. So so I started doing the things I love. Like I just kind of naturally fell back into the habits that I used to do. Like uh, I used to like love running a lot. So I started like going outdoors, eating healthier. Um, And then like with all my free time, I decided to pick up a new sport. So that was ch- um boxing in China.
0: Okay. So yeah. <laughs> China was... Very- <laughs> yeah, yeah, So that's the I only thing.
1: Yeah, I went to Shanghai by myself for two months to work. And then, because two months is like, you can't really make friends, right? Because yeah, yeah. you want to leave them. Yes. And then you also can't really spend the whole time by yourself because two months is it's quite long. Uh.
2: Yeah.
1: So I just decided I'm just going to go to a bunch of different classes, just try and see. So in China, I learned how to skateboard. I picked up rock climbing mm-hmm. and I picked up boxing.
0: China was yeah. your, like, you, I mean, you were really displaced, what, right? Like, is you alone alone. There's no mummy, daddy. There's no like friends. There's no...
1: There's nothing. Yeah. Great. (laughs) Yeah. And there's like no social obligation. Like you have to meet someone because you don't know anybody, right?
0: Yes, 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 yes. So
1: your time was literally like...
0: You. All your... Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's beautiful. Okay. People would say it's fucked up, but I think that is essential also. Like to... I mean, we... A lot of people, they work. They work, they work, they work. And then they realize that they don't own the time that they thought they have. Mm. If that makes sense. Like, to be completely conscious of your own time and decide, I want to do this, 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 without having to explain yourself.
4: Or without feeling
1: the need to...
0: Yeah. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. uh. Yeah. That's beautiful.
1: It's it's so rare to have that kind of absolute freedom.
0: Right? Like, you could... Mm. Yeah, even now. Even fucking now. You could have...
1: Even... (laughs) Even now as a freelancer...
0: Yeah, you don't really I, own your time per se, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, you have to decide to give parts of your time away to be like, okay, this is someone else's time
0: that they're paying you for.
1: That they're paying
4: you for.
0: That's a very interesting, so I had this con- so yesterday I recorded another episode, uh, for mobile content, and mm. then uh, this is pertaining to be a, about being a freelancer. So I, I spoke to a designer friend of mine. So he's a full timer, as am I. But we kind of slowly realize that even though as full timers, we behave and our mindset is that of like a, like a like a freelancer who's on a permanent contract. Mm. So it it sort of pushes us to like pursue stuff outside of the day job, lah. Right. Yeah. And I feel like you also kind of exude this frame of mind. From a yeah. from from. I think it's as simple as you're thinking about doing something on your own when you're still working full time. Second thing was that like lunch money is not enough. You gotta do your masks, your psychic <laughs> masks, you know, like that kind of shit. Like it's a lot of uh. and then you, you still concentrate on uh boxing, like being a coach part-time. And and you're taking like football lessons and you know, all that, it's it's a very, very active uh lifestyle.
1: I don't yeah. I think it's just me wanting to maximize the use of my time. Maybe it's all the years in advertising, maybe that's why I like that eating.
0: Oh like you you need to get it back, yeah. Like
1: Yeah, I feel like because I spend so much of my waking hours in in another office Mm. doing something that someone else told me to do, whether it made sense or not.
2: Yeah.
1: That after leaving I'm like, I need to make sure that every moment that I spend, I'm either learning, Mm -hmm. making money, doing something that I love, spending time with a loved one, or taking care of me.
0: Okay, when did you make the, that decision that these are going to be your core guiding principles to life?
1: Oh, uh, I think when I decided to leave the ad industry. Because mm. it's not. It didn't make sense for me to leave. Like I was like on the up and the up. I could have done well.
0: Yeah, like why leave if you're not going to be radically changing yourself? Right? Yeah,
1: like why leave to go back to? Yeah, hey,
0: that's a good point. Eh? The
1: same, like the same prison, but in a different setting.
0: That's a good point. Mm. That's a very good point. That's true. That's yeah. true. That's true. Oh, fuck. Okay.
1: Because yeah. as a freelancer, sometimes you get trapped back, you know, into those kind of clients yes, where yes. you have like, they give you the crazy deadlines, don't pay you well, treat you like trash. Then you have to take a moment to be like, wait, but I'm my own boss at this point. Yeah. I can decide when to take a break for myself.
0: And, and you don't have to explain yourself though. You know, like, right, yeah. like, you you keep thinking this. You're true. You're right. It's so true when you say it's a trap. You articulated it very very well. Oh. Fuck. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> This is so. I think I'm also bringing this up because it was one of those things that like I came. I think everybody in the group came to a realization back when like Augustine mentioned mm. like you've built uh such a life for yourself. Why do you want to give it all away, just to do something, just to do another project? Yeah. Yeah, and... It was, that the project
4: has to be,
1: like, damn fucking worth it. You know I mean?
0: Yeah, and it hit me at that point. Like, really, like, you spent the last few years building a lifestyle. And nobody mm. does that so consciously. And I, that's amazing, ah. Uh. It really... Oh, la,
1: I also, I'm, I come from a place of privilege to be able to feel safe enough to do what I do. You know what I mean? Like, I do have independence, dependence.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, everything is set up in life I catch you. for me. Yeah, so I'm very, very lucky to be able to be like, nah, I'm just going to like freelance and then in the meantime start a business, start another business. Like I always make sure and I'm a very like cautious person. Mm-hmm. So unless I was a hundred percent feeling like I'm safe, mm-hmm. I wouldn't like I'm not a gambler. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't gamble. There's
0: the, there's this argument uh with, with that in mind lah, right that if oh. you are in a position of privilege, it kinda is your responsibility to be successful. I guess. Because if not, you would be squandering it somewhat.
1: Yes. Right? Yes. It's
0: a twisted way of looking at it. La, but there is some truth to it.
1: Yeah. I feel like if I am not trying my best to live my... Wow, damn YouTube, live my best life. But <laughs> if like, like, I'm not living the best... Being the best version of myself, mm-hmm. I literally have no one to blame. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I can't blame like the office culture. I can't blame yes. work. I can't be like, oh, I'm so stressed from work. You know, I it's all on me. like to not fuck up my time <laughs>
0: yeah you've obviously thought about this a lot and you yeah, sound as you're somebody who's very very reflective uh,
1: yeah I think I tr- I do try to think about life as much as I can mm-hmm. maybe because I grew up in church so it was always about Ooh. like purpose you have to be yeah okay okay there's like a whole debate in my mind okay like yeah. I grew up feeling like I had to be to do great things Okay. That's what church kind of like pushes you, right? Because I mean nobody tells you to go be a mediocre person. Yes. Although the truth on the truth is almost all of us are mediocre.
2: Yeah.
1: At some point or another, or in in different uh degrees of mediocrity, right? We are just kind of we are, we are, we just are. Yeah. But church is always like you need to do more, you need to be greater, you need to go out and change the world. So that was always like really like kind of ingrained in my being right like yeah like go on mission trips go and do this thing do that thing yeah and then work was also very like strive for more blah 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 do 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 Uh so at the end of it when i left then i have a lot of questions about uh the pursuit of greatness okay versus a meaningful existence Uh uh-huh yeah so then that has led (laughs) led to a lot of time being spent like literally like i will draw charts of my life (laughs) i will like chart out like how many hours i'm spending on this sport versus the other sport Uh versus family time versus social time Uh versus blah 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 all these things and then i'll look at it and then i'll think like is this a satisfactory life for me yeah then if it's not then i will like dial up so like as the seasons change i will like dial up more sports or more social um, or more work if I'm broke <laughs> yeah
2: that's
0: a very conscious way of living eh?
1: mm, how do you plan your time? not like that what's your deal? do you do like a week by week or month by month? Uh,
0: okay let me uh, uh, how... first let me just like acknowledge what, what you just said mm. which is a lot of people like planning Right, like people like yeah. the idea of planning because it's it's a way for you to envision like whatever it is that you're trying to envision, uh. But you seem to be able to also like be a, have have it be almost modular in your mindset.
2: Yes,
1: because I believe life is modular.
0: Yeah, but you 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 saying that right? Like, okay, I didn't do enough of this this week. I'm going to do more of that that next week. I'll flip yeah. this around. That. I think that's that's. Quite
1: rare. I I recommend it highly.
0: Yeah. It's almost thinking in... It's like having a timetable,
2: right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like the timetable thing is especially important for freelancers because our weeks are not
2: uh, certain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Some weeks you're just damn fucking free and then some weeks you're damn fucking busy. Yeah. So what tends to happen when the work part of life dows up is something else will fall.
0: Yeah. yes. And if you
1: don't pick that up when you are free the next time work picks up again, you're going to be like extra broken.
0: Yeah. Like for me, for me, I I have goals that uh I would say, land, I, I personally, I call them landscape goals. Uh. So, mm-hmm. what I do is that, and this is based off a very recent like looking inward type scenario. Uh. What I would do is that I would try, so for the most recent one that I did, I tried to identify which parts of my life uh, I could, I wouldn't say encapsulate, but like, get get it closer together. So think of it as like you're a bunch of balls on a table and you're clumping them together in certain sections. All the red yeah. balls go together, blue goes together, so on and so forth. Mm. So I looked at my creative uh, profession as one of them. So there's a bunch of red balls. That's one thing. The second thing was that family would be another section, right? Marriage, another mm. one. Uh, health, another one. Those would be called uh, areas. There's a particular method I'm following. La. So this would be called areas. Within the areas each particular ball, so it's a clump of balls, right? Yeah. Each ball has to kind of have its own purpose or so. That yeah. these, that why, why you have so many of the similar things so much so that it becomes an area, right? So yeah. maybe in my professional life, I, I basically only found three balls. Is what, I, what it came down to. Mm-hmm. I only I discovered everything was just fluff. I only needed three. One of them was craft. The, I enjoy the craft of doing stuff. Second one was the learning aspect. Well, that's why I'm doing, like, bobo kosong, because uh, that's, apparently that's what I like. Uh, <laughs>
4: <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Like
0: connecting with people and learning uh, outside of that. So. The third one was yeah. actually uh, research. So I've, I've narrowed down, like, my, if whatever it is, my dream job or dream situation, whatever right, it has to revolve around these three things, like craft, uh, connection, and uh, research. So that was what I, I, I meant that. by creating a landscape for myself. Uh.
4: I love that, yeah.
0: Yeah, so so that is so I tried to do the same thing for other areas lah. Uh mm-hmm. what you do for your weekly thing, right? Where like a job comes in, all that, right? It, I, I call them projects or rather the method I'm following. The the, the method I'm following is called the para method, P A R A.
4: Okay, I will that up, yeah. So
0: it's project, area, uh resource, and archive. Mm. So, uh, you have areas in your life that you always have to kind of like maintain, right? Health you have to maintain, family you have to maintain, work you gotta maintain, finances you gotta maintain. A, yeah. a project. The difference between a project and an area is that a project has a deadline. Mm. So anything with a deadline within whatever area that it is, right, is is considered a project, lah. So example, your freelance, you gotta do a deck, uh, that has a deadline. So that's that's considered a project within your work area. Uh, yeah. resource is anything that you gotta learn and then archive is anything that you don't touch for more than maybe three months or something like that uh, yeah so I follow that because it helps you envision a landscape for things you can really look through whatever's going on in, in that particular area and then you can put in a project to improve it
1: yeah I like I really like that whole like overview kind of thing where you hold yourself not to like uh, numerical goals but values yeah yeah. so when you do like craft connection like that's that's like Important values that I feel like if people who don't think about life intentionally,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's very easy to forget the values that you hold here. Correct. Mm.
0: Correct. Are you aware of like the whole like anagrams? Uh, ENFTP. Yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. bullshit. Okay, I thought it was bullshit lah until I read what uh anagram tree was. Friend is me lah. Fuck.
3: You yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fuck. I'm a stereotype.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I'm like holy fuck, disgusting.
1: It's so gross, but the thing is, it changes also with who you are. Yes. It's so interesting that it changes and that, in a way, also it's comforting to know that you're not alone.
0: Yeah, correct. Yeah. Correct, correct, correct. And,
1: and that there has been research done into kind of like the behavioral aspect of your ENFP, INFJ, blah, blah, blah. Yeah.
0: So when you found out about your own personality type or your Enneagram mm. type, right, how did you feel on that, upon that realization?
1: I think I was one of the rare ones, so I was a bit proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> you were know, like, because I'm a planner, right? Like, yeah. like, I'm like, very driven by research and data. So when I was like, oh, 7%, I'm like, haha, fuckers. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, why are you 20%? Fuck, oh, uh. okay. But, yeah, no, I think it was, uh, yeah, there was obviously that, that aspect where we were all like, oh, what are you with? This or a company thing. Like.
2: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. And then, after that, I kind of like, read into like, the areas that I found that were important to me. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't really use it as a, as like a guiding principle or anything in life. You know what I mean?
0: Understood, understood.
1: Yeah, it's just kind of like, you're like, oh, okay, these are personal, like, these are explanations for why I may perhaps make certain decisions. Yes. But then, because I tried it again a few years later, and it was like totally different. So, I went yeah. from like, an yeah, E to an I. Ah, and I like,
0: okay, okay, I'm okay. Like, ah. I I'll pass you a link. It's called the Anagram System. I really feel you should check that out.
1: I wanna try, I wanna try, yeah.
0: Uh I will send you later. Lah. So b- b- yeah. you just search E-N-N-E E-N-N-E G-R-A-M in Google. And then you just search for the link would be Anagram Institute.
1: Anagram Institute. Yeah, this is gonna be my pre sleep activity. Here's a result right? from
0: the web. Oh shit. That's my Google <laughs> Sorry, that's my Google assistant being a capo. Okay,
4: Google. I like
0: listening in. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Okay. So there's nine anagram types. And for me, this ah. was the one that was like, holy fuck. It's
4: ah. like, fuck.
0: I, I I was so uncomfortable being red, my type. Because, Maybe yeah, I was really, really uncomfortable. Because so the reason why this was a bit uh because it's, it's kind of centered around your professional life. Mm. Uh that's one thing, lah. And for me, because I feel as though work is also part of my image. I don't say image, but work is my personality to a certain degree. Yeah. Like work I re- is your
4: personality. To a certain mm. degree.
0: I love work. Like, I love, That's
1: so interesting. You love work.
0: I love the work. I, I, in, yeah, that kind of. Uh. So That's awesome, man. I, and this is a recent thing also. I guess it's because I found the feel of work that I really, really love.
1: I'm going to like challenge you on that. I feel like you've always been this way. Like when you wanted to pick up art, I always remember this story because every time I think of you, I'm like, wow, shit, this guy is like so diligent and so driven internally. As when you pick up art and then you went to buy the art book and you filled it up with drawing straight lines and circles. Oh. Right, it was, like it was yeah, a yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: uh That was when I was in FZD. So, so this is another thing that I attribute my current like, lifestyle and ethics that mm-hmm. I have uh, when it comes to the work. Because I, I didn't know, okay, I've been growing up as a Malay guy and not being exposed to a lot of, uh I mean, before, like, when you were in NS and poly, who the fuck do you know, right? Right. Yeah. So when I went to, I had a decision to decide to learn uh entertainment design, industrial design. So that was the first days in my entire life since I was born to ever see and envision what success could feel like. So I met a successful person in my my, my own definition, right? Mm. Which was my, my lecture at that point. He literally made it. like he, he carved his own career. He made his own career. So at that point, when I felt that it was actually possible to do, right? Mm. My whole perspective changed. Like, oh, my I life is it. a lie. That kind of shit. Oh. <laughs> like I've seen, I, I look behind the veil, I look behind the curtain. And that, that made it very real for me, and that's why I was like, okay, "Fuck! It's po- it's actually possible. So why am mm. I wasting my time like not pursuing this this kind of things?" Uh?
1: I love that you're like that, Shah. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> thank you, thank you. No, it really
1: is really fucking awesome to like, to to hear like that. You you see something that's possible, and then because of how, like, it flipped that switch in your mind, and then you just like go and fucking get it done.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, there, there's always the other side of it, right? So when you are all about the work, your relationships kind of suffer. Both family. My friends also. I think Ziff and all that. They remember a time when I was in school. When I was was pursuing that. And I think they told me that I had a percentage shift also. Like the way I was a bit more temperamental. Because there's less patience for mediocre.
1: Yeah, but because you were like on a goal, right? You are on a path that you needed to.
0: Correct. correct. For that
1: phase in your life, you needed to get that.
0: Exactly. And I feel like because I did that, I am now more aware of other people being on their own paths also. Mm. Right? So when you and Lunch Money, I was like, I fucking knew this was very, very important to you. Yeah. Like, I could see it. I could feel it. You never had to say that. You didn't, you didn't have to say it, if that makes sense.
4: Mm. And
0: not just me. Like I think everybody around you kind of saw that also. Not bit, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's very interesting. I, I, yeah. Sometimes you just got to pursue la, and... I mean, the worst thing that could happen and the worst thing that could actually like be happening right now is that you don't do anything. And your life yeah. wouldn't change, huh?
1: It would just be exactly the same.
0: Exactly. And yeah. certain situations is was, a good thing, la, but yeah.
1: Yeah, like I was in... I, like, I had a boss who was like maybe at that point of time, she was like 50. Mm-hmm. And she like, in you know, a very candid. <laughs> like we're waiting for everyone else to join the call, kind of, you know, those conversations. Mm-hmm. Then she very candidly said like, Grace, um... I don't know what I'm doing, you know. And like I looked up to this woman. I think that's the point where I decided I'm I'm done with what I think. I looked up to her so much. Uh-huh. And she said, uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to be proud of. Just a bunch of decks.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: and I, was, I was like, whoa, oh. Fuck. Okay, fuck. Like, I mean, yeah. if I was gunning for a job, now I don't want it, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, thanks for putting life into perspective. Cause then I'm like, yeah. What am I proud of? And if you ask me about my advertising time, like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't. There wouldn't be a particular project that I would be like, oh, I did this thing. You know what I mean?
0: Yes, yes, yes.
1: Yeah, it's like I, I rest. I feel like I respect the person that it made me become.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: But I don't rest. I don't feel proud of the work that I did.
0: Not Not every experience you have to walk away with a trophy, lah, You know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's... Yeah, for me in that one.
0: Yeah. Oh, but that must have punched the gut, man.
1: Yeah, I was like, huh. And she's like so awesome, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like if you are when outside you're like this woman has it all together. Yeah. Yeah, then I was just I was just very like live questioning after that.
0: Fuck man yeah okay, that's...
1: But i, guess I guess, like I like to see like the people in in power, which I find it so important that teachers and bosses right mm-hmm. like i find I find them to be so 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 important, and I feel like people who decide what to study or which job to take like maybe don't consider it hard enough 'cause they they change everything like your True. lecturer and my boss
0: yeah your your perspective to the to the job right and the career so
4: and the career yeah.
0: there's something I wanted to ask you and I think you you brought it up just now which was you didn't have a project that you were proud of when you were in advertising but that's also not really your fault you know nobody in advertising is built that way okay people are people are like oh I did the I want a lion for this blah 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 blah, right? I think it's actually about winning something versus like this project is me Mm,
1: winning something like in the process of the work
0: yeah, That
4: you've bought
0: something. Yeah. I guess the inner mind is saying that, like, you are being recognized, lah.
4: Mm. For
0: what it is, you're being recognized for that. But to say that this project is is truly me, that project is very really you, that kind of thing. In, in a work context, mm. I guess it's kind of weird. Because, it I mean, we've, we've seen what it, yeah. it really is like, <laughs> you know, behind the veil. And it's like, really though, really? You know, but I guess, yeah. There are, I mean, on the flip side, there are places that are doing good work. Uh, meaningful work I guess
1: meaningful work meaningful work yeah I often struggle like if what like uh, on the assumption that nobody remembers what I work for when I die right oh
0: okay fuck you yeah one thing (laughs) and this is gonna fucking hurt you like fuck uh. the year let's say you die tomorrow yeah a year from now you're gonna be completely erased your work's gonna be erased because you didn't fucking pay for your subscription (laughs)
1: <laughs> totally we <We've> got <laughs> <laughs> like, the servers were like fuck you man fuck off yeah I don't
0: even fuck who you are you just didn't pay for the subscription fuck you uh, we are erasing your entire <laughs> portfolio from the internet who
1: are our friends with online portfolios right? us if you need us to keep your yeah, <laughs> domain a, going after
0: you we life. need a trust fund that will just keep going <laughs> yeah you know? yeah
1: yeah, like, just donate a part of our inheritance trying we die. Like, hey, I want some of my money to go to supporting all my friends' domains so that when they die, they are remembered.
0: Exactly. It's so tragic, right? I, if you really think about it, it's like, fuck.
1: Oh, that's crazy, yeah? Huh?
0: Everything you've done, a year later, just a year later.
4: Yeah, just a year
1: later. Actually, that's the thing about lunch money was I wanted to create something tangible
0: mm. that I could
1: hold with my hands and be like, I made this thing.
0: Yes, yes, yes.
1: Yeah. So that was kind of what drove me into a product. Kind of... Direction. Uh. Uh, yeah. Versus like a service, which I'm not doing. Mm.
0: Okay. Lunch money. That's, that's true. And I feel like in today's day and age, right, it's a lot harder to do a physical service, physical item or product. Much harder. Right. Like, okay. Yeah. The world is getting smaller. Sure. In the sense that like you, you are using factories yeah. in Vietnam. You are connecting with people across the world on just online and shit. Right. But mm. I feel like there's a lot of friction than just like deciding to fuck it i'm just gonna be do something digital
4: yeah
1: dude the the clutter that you have to cut through like i mean every time you scroll through instagram like the number of ads right yeah like the moment you search something, like recently I've been looking for like a new swimsuit, so I look swimsuit and now non-stop it's just like bikini <laughs> ads. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: I just wanted one, I just wanted
2: one. They've
0: learned, they've learned.
1: Yeah, and like, it's so much money that you have to put in and and beyond money, it's like content, creativity into your content Yeah. that again, a large population of people don't even really care about.
2: Correct, correct, correct.
1: It, that's why I find, I find advertising so tricky because you're constantly trying to get attention yes. from people who are already deprived of being able to give attention. Yes. Yeah, and you're competing with a bunch of like everyone screaming the same message. And then how many ways can you say something that's new, right? Like milk powder? You know what yeah,
0: I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. No, I feel you on that. I, I have the same sentiment as you. I think part of the problem is also the social platforms though. Yeah. Right. Like is it's making things a lot worse.
1: Like the way they write the algorithms and they
0: Uh that's one thing. The second thing is that I think a lot of social platforms don't actually know how much they're affecting other industries.
1: It's huge.
0: Right? Like, advertising, the deliverables are just completely based on whatever fucking social platform is uh, hot right now.
1: (laughs) And every time they change the rules, everyone scrambles.
0: Yeah. Which is crazy, right? You're working in an industry that's dependent on another industry. Yeah. I mean, okay, in a way, the economy is connected that way, right? Mm. But at the same time, like, fuck. It's crazy, lah. It's, it, it's
4: crazy it's
0: really crazy how uh, how what's the word for it uh, fragile mm. all of this mountains is uh. yeah
4: it's like
3: wow.
0: yeah. uh moving on
1: <laughs> <Ooh>. sorry hi <laughs>
0: a bit heavier uh, but moving on
1: <laughs> you... we weren't meant to get this deep shot
0: Oh <laughs> uh, so soon it was too soon <laughs>
1: We just like skip the first
0: date and I went right Yeah, we were like third base now. You know? <laughs> I was like, God damn. Uh, yeah, so I wanted to ask, because right now you are a deck designer.
1: Yes. I go by deck designer because it's easier.
0: Mm, easier to understand mm. or easier to sell your service?
1: It easier to sell my service and then people are also like, oh, okay, huh? Didn't know people would pay you to do that. They do. But um, I think ultimately it does the thing that lunch money uh, how do I say It's like my life philosophy, to your Venn diagram, mm-hmm. which is aesthetics and functionality. Mm. So beyond clothes, right, which is you and your bags and me and lunch money, yeah.
2: Uh,
1: my house is designed in an aesthetic but functional way. So the thing I love most when people come over and say, oh, this space is so well used, which is what I wanted it to do in the
0: ah. first place. Yeah.
1: And so that's, that's Dex for me, is helping my clients go from here's a bunch of information Mm -hmm. into, here's information that can sell your idea or better explain your story. Yes. Mm, So that's actually how it it started for me in advertising, right? Then everybody just did their own decks and then it was like really fucking ugly. And I felt like it didn't do justice to the creative work because the creatives put so much time and effort, stay them late, stay weekends, then make the creative work like fucking chill. Yeah. Then you stick it on some shit shit deck with five fonts and like twenty font sizes. Yes. And I just felt like we needed to do right by the creatives by setting up the story in in the best way we could, uh.
2: That's, so yes. Yeah.
0: Interesting. So you're a person who's taken it to a a different level, uh, I feel before this I looked through your portfolio and all that. Uh GraceKer dot com. Uh <laughs> plugging it in right now. is gonna be in the show notes as well. <laughs>
4: Thanks.
0: Yeah, because it takes a certain kind of person. And I think you, you, you said it exactly how it is. You're a person who values function and aesthetics in that order.
2: Function and aesthetics, <laughs>
0: Right. And you're right. Like, when I look through your work, right, there is a very clear chain of information that's being presented to me, the viewer, at the right time.
4: Mm-hmm. Because when you're
0: doing like decks, and you're, I mean, people only see it one slide at a time. Yeah. Like, and it's almost like you're making a film which you kind of mm, are. No you know, you're directing a, <laughs> uh, an experience for somebody who's, wo- okay, I, I feel this way about this kind of stuff. La. <laughs> no, 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 I
4: love that. Yeah, you're,
0: you're a director. <laughs> is what it is, right? You're, you're, you're directing a flow of information visually to be uh, consumed by somebody watching it one frame at a time. That is what film is. Mm. And if you really distill what film is, it's, it's a script, mm. right? And yours is just a script with different kinds of pictures on it.
1: No, I've never
0: thought of it that way. Yeah, so when I was, when I was looking at it, it really, it, it felt very, very familiar. It's like a storyboard almost. I could animate the frames. They look like, like keyframes that I just had to animate.
1: Oh, wow. Should we do a thing where you animate the thing?
0: We should give it a go. <laughs> we should try and see whether there's a market for this, right? Like
1: Yeah, like fully animated presentation.
0: Yeah. Like, you just mm. see, like, we just try it once. We just try one.
1: And we find a client that will...
0: Yeah, let's try it. Uh. Let's try it. Then yeah, we charge try it. like, fuck which has yeah. ridiculous amounts. Like, we should... like well, one quarter enough, you know? <laughs>
1: Mind-blowing, yeah. Like, the real estate of PowerPoint decks.
0: Yeah. We are the Gucci of it, la. we the Gucci yeah. of it.
1: Drifting,
0: dude. Yeah. No, but, but I mean, to be very honest with you, it, it's, it's extremely clear, the way you're laying it out.
1: I think it just comes from, like, a different way of thinking. So, okay, interesting enough, right? Mm-hmm. So, I also do, like, strat decks, uh, like, from time to time. Mm-hmm. But when I have my planner brain on, right, I cannot design the
4: the
2: slides. Oh.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I literally just cannot design. Like, there's a a base element of like, okay, it's aligned, the fonts aren't stupid, but I cannot design my own slides. I just cannot look at the information and, like, design it. I have to planner it, you know?
0: Is it because it's your information that you researched?
1: I think so. I think because in my head, uh or maybe it's just the way I'm looking at the presentation. So I can concurrently do a planning deck mm-hmm. and a design deck, but I cannot design the planning deck
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Okay, when you're doing these yeah. decks, right, who decides what comes first?
1: Mm-hmm. generally they come to me with like a storyline and or and or an existing that deck.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out
1: with. yeah. So then from there they will the clients who like really like want to like, be hands-off, they'll just be like, hey, you do what you want, pull out quotes, do whatever, just just make the deck make sense. Mm-hmm. Then we go through it after.
2: Understood. And then there
1: are those that have a clear point of view. Mm-hmm. Then they really break up the information and then they say, okay, this is more important than that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Then I go off that. Now.
0: Mm. What are the decisions that you come across while designing a deck? We'll talk about designing a deck first. Not the, not the planning part.
1: Uh, what are the decisions... There would be, first off, like, how important... Whether it's a reading deck or a presentation deck.
0: Mm, okay, that's a good point.
1: Yeah. Yes, so yes. that one changes everything because that that affects your navigation, um, size of the fonts, amount of detail that needs to go in. So that's one. Mm-hmm. So I always ask them first up is, is it a reading deck or a presentation deck? And then... There would be the hierarchy of information. So for example, sometimes they give me like slides with like 10 stats on it. Mm -hmm. Then I'll ask, hey, are there any statistics that are more important than the others? Or is it just kind of like a here's a lot of information so we look clever? So you know I mean like the purpose of the slide in particular.
0: That's a good point. Like why does this shot have to exist?
1: Yeah. Why is this thing here? in your story Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm.
2: so
1: if you removed it is it better or worse if you if you added a picture like simple things right is it do you add pictures or use icons because then the vibe of the slide is like totally different
0: exactly exactly okay that's interesting that's very very interesting yeah
1: even down to things like color you know (laughs) yeah like uh, how corporate do you want to look because to some clients you have to do the corporate thing you have to do the yeah like here's a standard Brand, company color, card, yeah, yeah, yeah. Branding, yeah, and then there are some that they want to be. Maybe they are a not so creative company moving towards trying to be more creative. Mm. So then you have to help give them that flair, right? When they when they meet other sales prospects. Yeah.
0: How how close is the work to like the brand guidelines type thing? Like, are, do you are you forced to, like, follow it uh, all the way?
1: Not really. Not actually, yeah, I try to. <laughs> Yeah. Depending on the client. So if there's like a one of those like big corporate uh consultancy firm types and then they uh they have a strong like brand guideline that there's a legal team that will look over mm. that kind, mm. then I'll stick to the brand guidelines. And then the interesting thing I get a lot of like small companies like SMEs, FinTech, mm-hmm. then they'll be like, Hey, can you help us with our pitch deck or if our sales document, then because they are a smaller company, mm-hmm. without so much legacy, right? It's easier to just yeah to, yeah go with what they need.
0: Pitching a uh, pitching is an art form that or like not in the mm. fam- not in the front of mind of a lot of people because it's the most like it's the rawest form of trying to tell a story yeah, in a business co- in a business context at least.
1: And the trick is that there are always so many different viewpoints in that one single story.
2: Yeah right. Yeah, you like
1: the creative team trying to say something, the team want to say something then like the account management teams trying to make sense of it and then there's all like the business part of it also.
0: Yeah, I mean it really and is to, like, It really is a film. Uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it really is. It's a is. film which makes sense now right actually in hindsight why we fought so hard over pitch decks.
0: Yeah, because everybody's trying to be a director.
1: Yeah, it's the most painful deck to work on but always the most fulfilling was the pitch deck. Like you do a monthly report or whatever, nobody fights you right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is so true. Yeah.
1: Yes. But the pitch deck, wow, there's like tears, there's slamming doors.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> it's a film, bro.
0: <laughs> it really is. It really fucking is. And it's, oh, yeah, work, exactly. There's so much investment in it.
4: Mm.
0: It's so crazy. Okay, when you're a planner, so that's how it started. When you're a planner, you're like, okay, yeah. actually, I'm actually pretty good at this. Yeah. And what was your bearing for success? Like, to say that, okay, I'm a good at this. I mean, ha- having a nice design is irrelevant when you compare it to telling a good story.
1: Success for me is when I managed to uh, lay out the information in a way that makes better sense. Mm. So I had a lot of, like, the the like higher-level directors who didn't have time mm. to sit down and figure out a chart or model. Yeah. Yeah, so they would just kind of, like, write out. And <laughs> back then, I, I think the people I work with really like pen and paper... So they would just be drawing rectangles on uh, on like A4 paper, yeah. then they would like scribble their like notes about what they think that slide should have.
2: Then gotcha. they just
1: draw some rough shape of an idea of a model or something like that. Uh-huh. And then because I am have the ability to go look away, take my time, look at it, and then come up with some options,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they're like, oh, this actually makes so much more sense, or oh, actually I didn't see my information looking like this, but this helps me convey my message better.
0: Yeah. You're adding value lah. Yeah. At the, at the smallest, like, the, the smallest thing would be just to add value to the thing. Add
1: right? value. I feel like life is about that, right? Adding value.
0: It is. At the same mm. time, also, it's not... <laughs> life is as much as you make of it la, I guess. It's the same thing that you said, right? That, like, there's many facets to it. Uh, mm. And prioritizing what is important to you kind of does make or break your perception of your own life. Mm. Like, you have rich people who are upset. You have poor people who are super happy all the fucking time. Yeah. That kind of nonsense. Like. Okay, but that's also, like, really a non-answer.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, like, <laughs> a bit. I,
1: understand it. I feel like if you value add, right, like, for example, if every time you met people... Mm-hmm. or that's what I try, lah. I try. When I meet someone for, like, coffee or whatever, or this, you know, mm-hmm. like, I try not to just... Mm, like be there and then you know that there, there are some friends who are like on their phones.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. you do not try and just coast. Uh.
1: Yeah, and then you feel like you are carrying the conversation or you don't feel like they are there 100%. So I feel like when you value add to your friends in terms of like the conversation mm. or value add in bolstering whatever they are feeling in life at that point,
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: then that meeting becomes more meaningful.
0: That's a very... Yeah. I wouldn't say emotionally sensitive way of doing it, but you are definitely catering to the feeding side of of somebody else,
1: mm, right? Maybe because I feel like they feed me, so mm. I feel like I should just—is
0: that your—is that how you feel nourished through feelings?
1: Uh, I'm a like I need kind of both. I need like my alone time and space to just you know mentally work through my life. <laughs> But I also feel like when I meet people, mm-hmm. oh, I feel richer. Got it. Mm.
0: Yeah, I, I was I was thinking so. Like what for myself, and I mean for Diana, it's it's really just she she's an introvert, so that's one thing, right? She does mm. need her personal space. Uh, she also is a feeler So she her, her emotions and her feelings quite they kind of guide her uh, strongly than they do versus as opposed to me.
4: Mm. Right.
0: So I'm also quite curious because when you when you do mention adding value, right, sometimes it's like it's the wrong value to add to somebody who needs a different kind of thing. Mm. Right. And I think I mean as if you're really tight with this group of friends, then you know their language of friendship. Or language of love, sorry. Right. Like that kind of yeah. thing. That,
4: mm, but I just
1: that's also value adding in your way you know if the person needed you to sit there and just be
0: yeah 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 correct correct
1: that's the value if it's
0: what they need right
1: yeah it's what
4: they need
0: funnily enough I after being with with my wife I learned that that's also a language for apology
4: <laughs> mm, it is I,
0: yeah I had no idea this shit existed up until I got married <laughs>
4: interesting
1: yeah like after, after a fight <laughs> Uh, after a fight plus you're, you're in COVID then you can't really go anywhere else right yeah. and and being a, a good spouse is not storming off after a fight
0: yeah 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 tell me about it it is,
1: it is sucking up and sitting there in silence if you need it because if you crack jokes it's too soon
0: yeah yes
1: then you can't really have a conversation because it still hurts
0: correct correct uh, yeah that okay so that's that. that is definitely like uh, okay, that's a couple dynamic, right? Mm. There's a couple dynamic as to how you guys would overcome a friction point, right? Yeah. Then there's also the what I learned was that individual... So, you know how sometimes people feel as though the way they apologize is insincere? Mm. It's because they're not apologizing in the way you like to be apologized to.
4: Mm. like
0: so for example the one I learned about uh, my wife and I at least right when somebody's trying to apologize for something I think it's important like it was important for us to acknowledge that A first thing you do is you acknowledge that you did something wrong and yeah. then uh, say you'll never do it again or a version of that right mm. and then how you could potentially like avoid this circumstance happen- happening again mm. so apparently that those three things wrapped up that is one of the five uh, apology languages apparently there are four more <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I need to be learning these, yeah.
0: Yeah, so so that was what like, we picked up, or rather, I picked up. She was the one who was reading all this nonsense. Like, on her What's she reading? What? Uh, I think you just searched like, language of apology. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I recently read up on the stages of a marriage. Ooh. Yeah, so there are like seven stages where... Because a lot of our friends were in stage one for very long.
2: Okay,
0: okay Explain it. And explain then, it?
1: <laughs> yeah, so in stage, one, stage one's honeymoon phase, and a lot of people think that the honeymoon phase is when you're dating... Mm. But actually, having been married for like maybe like about two years now, this is kind of re- reaching the end we realize of the honeymoon phase. Okay. Because mm. even though we've been friends for very long, we've seen each other's like good and bad,
2: mm-hmm.
1: living together, like the friction that that brings about is different. And who- the ability to be totally alone, mm. you are now realizing that you will never have that again. And because of that, there are a lot of, we're now in phase two of what they call like the adjustment phase, where you are adjusting to the new realities of life, mm-hmm. the new realities of being married and what it means in terms of like accommodating to one another, mm-hmm. um, how much space you need, uh, yeah, like beyond the initial parts. You know, when you're dating someone, they're like, oh, yeah, a good fit, you a good fit, right? Yes, yes, yes. But you never know until like until you, you
0: get into really, a relationship, like, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you actually live with the person, then you realize a lot of other things that are small but they you know they add up to whether you can be in a happy marriage or not.
3: For
0: sure. Okay. What's What's the What's the third one?
1: Can okay, I need to Google this? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I feel you like know? that's a
0: bit. I feel I fear it a little bit because <laughs> I thought like we are out of the honeymoon phase. Me and. Ah!
1: <laughs> uh, don't be! Don't be afraid! Don't it's be too afraid.
0: soon. God damn it! So two years uh, honeymoon is two years Uh.
1: uh that some people go from a few months to about like. About now la.
0: <laughs> so it's like it's symptom. Uh, you're seeing signs lah. It's broken up by mm. signs and symptoms of of that particular period lah, right?
1: Yeah, but okay. obviously, like he we like, he, like recently like been bickering a bit more, and Josh and I don't fight ever.
2: Mm, yeah, so
1: this was we were like, mm, something is up, right? Like we are like, oh, what's going on? That's
0: a good point. You're right. You know, when in saying that, like I've never seen both of you bicker. Yeah, like even as so, individuals. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we don't find people in general. Yeah. So for us, like when we realize that we are we were having like these little tiffs or we we're short with each other, which is not usual for either of us because mm. we are generally like I think quite nice, lah-huh.
0: Yeah, very patient. Both of you are yeah, very, so very patient. The
1: disparity for us was, <laughs> was like, huh? <laughs> we we're like, why are you so like short with me today when you know I know the the before? Yeah. So yeah. Okay, okay, so there's passion, that was honeymoon. Mm-hmm. And then there's a Realization, which is now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then there is Rebellion,
4: which <laughs> you need to work through. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> that, one, that one scares me. I'm like, what is Rebellion? I don't want that in my life. Yeah. yeah but they're saying it's like unavoidable. But it's, it's if you learn how to fight well together, mm. then that helps. And then after Rebellion is Cooperation, which sounds good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then Step 5 is Reunion. Mm-hmm. And then... Step six of marriage sounds very scary. Are you ready? Yes, tell Explosion. Me.
2: Ooh, okay. <laughs>
1: Ooh, because it's like that point in life where you have the things that we don't really think about. Like people uh, in your family start dying. Ah. You maybe don't want to move. You are maybe at a stage where people get retrenched.
2: Mm, mm, mm. Or
1: you have like major, major health issues that would like shake up, you
2: know, yeah. marriage. Okay.
1: Yeah. And then stage seven is completion, uh, which is. When you get past all of the shit in life together and you finally find that you're still able to love and be together without your children, without like all the rest of it. Which is interesting because we always feel like, oh well, we are married, right? We mm. made it. that <laughs> like, yeah, good
3: job.
0: Yeah, we thought us. that was it, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. That's so life is damn fucking long, shut.
0: <laughs> it's long. Yeah, the okay, kid that's true. Life, life is long and humorous.
1: And you think about it, right? If let's say you and D and me and Josh stay together till we're fifty.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: which to be honest 50 isn't that old right it's not it's it's 20 years of being together
0: (laughs) yeah and we'll only be at Rebellion (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: oh my gosh there's so much more to being married than we realise and now like last time when people say marriage is hard I'm like "Ah, Yeah.
0: but isn't it because yeah
1: yeah it's only because we have babies
0: (laughs) correct we're tadpoles in this very in in this pond full of frogs
1: I'm not even sure if we hit that post yet. Are we still the
0: egg? Yeah, we're still not even born yet, la. We're never born. Yeah. That's yeah. true. That's very true. Life is the longest thing that you And nobody
1: prepares you for how damn fucking long it
0: is. I know, right? And it's so many phases. So many phases mm. to life. So it's crazy, right? Like now you are only in charge not only not only are you in charge of your own the own phases in your life, you're now gonna be responsible for your spouse's phases in life. Yeah. And we have a kid, it's the same thing also.
1: Oh my gosh. So scary.
0: It is. Oh my god. It is yeah. so
1: scary. We're like discussing maybe having children and we're like, oh I'm so scared.
0: Oh you you should talk to people who have kids, I guess. Which you do, right? You got quite a few friends who
1: I do I do. I have a lot of like parent friends, yeah. thankfully. Who and they are the ones who make parenting. I'm thankful that I'm surrounded by people who make parenting. Real
2: mm, mm, mm. so
1: they don't hide that it's kind of shitty. Yeah. But they also make it look really enjoyable, like really yes. meaningful.
0: Yeah. Uh on that note, I mean I'm pretty sure Not that you're saying that you're considering having kids, right? Mm. There's a very popular study about people who uh I think they, they measured it over, over a couple of years. It was a survey about happiness indexer. Mm. So they measured it between people who are parents. And people who never had kids, and the happiness index uh, for them throughout the years right is almost th- the same but okay. but the people with who have kids are perceived to be happier because they had more low points
4: oh.
0: so you if you have a low a lower low, your normal high feels higher. Mm. That kind of thing, uh, that was like the. That's
1: okay. Yeah. That's like dating one like a bad guy, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is not meant to sway you in any direction, lah. But it was I just mean, like uh something that came up when I was talking to uh a couple of 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 friends who are going to have a kid soon as so. well.
4: Ah, interesting. Yeah, so
0: they brought it up as one of the factors that we didn't decide. Like, I mean, it is information, la, right? Like, what mm. you do with it is yeah. up to them. Yeah.
1: They should know. Every people should know. Like
0: everyone yeah, should know what they're getting into, right? Yeah. Especially in the place. I like feel like Singapore. in the
1: olden days, everyone always said, "Oh, you should have children. They make you very happy." Blah blah blah. Mm. I feel like it was a ploy, <laughs> so they can have more mum friends. Ooh. <laughs> you know, misery company.
0: Yeah, or it could be an yeah. industry that's like. I mean, the mother industry is also a very very lucrative one.
1: Wow, wow, the amount of money people spend.
0: Yes, on, on like food. strollers
1: and like, yeah.
0: yeah, the milk industry also. Fucking Powder milk is expensive. Diapers as well. It's
1: crazy. I was calculating how much diapers would cost.
0: Insane, right? I was like, what?
1: There's so much money.
0: I mean, there was, if I'm not wrong, a couple of years ago, there was a study then. Apparently, every parent in Singapore is a millionaire. Or rather has spent over a million dollars to raise no. a kid until 18. No. Yeah, something like that. That was uh, the. They calculated. They calculated.
1: Yeah, I, had a, I had a friend who had two kids in secondary school.
0: She's a double millionaire.
4: <laughs> oh, this bike right?
1: Yeah, he basically has two kids in secondary school, right? Uh huh. Their tuition cost. Tuition, ah... Uh, was like 3 plus K a month. Fuck. Right?
3: Fuck.
1: <laughs> That's like people's whole salary. Yes on fucking tuition, do women count the rest of the shit like food or like... Yeah. ...using or clothes or going out?
0: Okay, actually, what's your, your perspective on tuition? Uh?
1: Well, I think... Uh, okay, here's why I struggle with having a kid in Singapore.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If the child doesn't have tuition... uh, well, If the child wants to excel academically, you almost always need tuition unless they're like naturally very gifted.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you have to choose between the kids' overall holistic growth and learning and happiness yeah. over excelling in academia a very com- yeah, in a very competitive academic state. And, but actually, I feel like maybe don't need it. Because I have friends that in the, in the end, they go to RJ or whatever, right? Then we mm. end up in the same company.
0: That's one thing, right? Like whether tuition is is important for a system that apparently you need tuition. La.
1: Mm. <laughs> do, you know much, do you know how much it's worth?
0: No, how much? It's
1: a, it's a billion dollar industry, no? Tuition, are
0: yeah. you fucking kidding me?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a billion dollar industry.
0: Holy fuck. No wonder they are it's, going preschool now. So. Like Maple yeah. Bear, la, all this, uh, Kumon. La. And like, young. Yeah.
1: like there was a kid I was tutoring who was uh, seven years old. And from Monday to Saturday, she had either tuition or piano or dance class.
0: Crazy, man.
1: Every day. And she was seven. At seven, what the fuck was I doing? I don't know.
0: What uh. yeah. It's primary one. Yeah. Eh, primary one. Primary one is seven.
1: Primary one you just turn out also can pass really. Exactly.
0: You didn't need a lot. You, didn't, you did not need a lot to, to, yeah. to pass <laughs> hey, primary one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just them Kyasu. His parents, them, Kyasu. Yeah, I but I like, like, do feel
0: as like, so though the school like school should be enough. You know? It like, should. Like you shouldn't yeah. need tuition.
1: And it's not like we have um like bad teachers all over. Yeah. it, it really like,
0: isn't. It, yeah, you're right. It, it really isn't. Yeah, mind-blowing. Yeah, uh, there's also another thing yeah, no. that I wanted to ask. Uh, mm. I think there's there's also a difference. Having good grades and like being so-and-so, like being smart, blah, 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 intelligent, right? Mm. That is one facet of a person's like potential to do well in life. Yes. Right, so why does like PSLE at that particular age, O level at that particular age, and then A level at that particular age. Because apparently, they did studies that your aptitude would be the best to be tested for at that particular age. Like, that's why there's like four years and six years for primary school and secondary school. Mm.
4: There's some study
0: to that. Like. Uh, it's, obviously, it's a British study.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes.
0: That being said, uh, academia doesn't, it's not a good barometer for the type of personality type that's going through. So Right? So... Yeah. Because people are late bloomers on this kind of shit, right? That's mm. so why you have unis to, universities to kind of take over that, take over the aspect of like, okay, you're still not left behind if you mm. decide to, to pursue your studies. But then there's also the element of whether somebody is high caliber or not, right? Mm. Because like when you go to the working world, it's about what kind of impact do you have in the workplace? Yes. And there's no way to kind of like, prove that up until you are in the job. Yes. Right, interviews also don't really do enough justice. Like you can get a sense of it a little bit, I guess, but yeah. the the true like matter is that whether I'm I'm hiring a high caliber person or just another that. Mm. I don't know where I was going with this but it just came to me. My... How
1: <laughs> how are you as a student?
0: Bad, I just found yeah, my I report had, that... Yeah. <laughs>
1: But, <laughs> hey, did they did say that you talk a lot, that kind. Of, that's me. Eh?
0: They, yeah, they did, they did. Uh, yeah. They also said I didn't really care much for my
1: academics. That might have been true.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Would we'll perform better if she paid more attention or applied herself yeah, okay. Needs to stop distracting her classmates. Fuck off.
0: When you read it as an <laughs> older person, it, it feels like it's also pandering to the parents, right?
1: I would, you know, honestly, if I was a parent and I got that report card, I would go to that school and fuck the teacher. <laughs> I truly would. Like, everything that they, they said was bad about me, like, talk a lot, blah, blah, blah. You try to be in advertising without being someone who can talk, right?
0: That is true.
1: Yeah, or try to sell your idea to someone, whether it's a new business or a marriage proposal yeah. or you want to move out of your parents' house. Do that without any, like, conversational skills. Exactly.
2: On, yeah, actually,
0: that's true. You're not rewarded for being a well-rounded personality in school.
1: Yeah. You're rewarded for being the good kid who sits down, takes notes, and does all the homework.
0: Exactly. Okay, but do mm. you? Th- I feel like it's changed a little bit now. I think perhaps. I hope. I, I hope it's true.
1: I don't know. I don't know any kids. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, neither do I. I don't know anybody who is like going through the system right now. Yeah. But you would think they would have gotten wiser, right? Like.
1: I should hope so. I know some really awesome teachers. So.
0: Yeah, but awesome teachers for a system that doesn't work is also one of yeah. the issues, right?
1: Tricky. I actually contemplated applying to NIE because I wanted to <gasps> make meaningful use of my time. When. This year, like just, just oh, after are like you are you whole, yeah, 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 yeah. So I actually like started the application process. Very long, are <sighs> long. Uh huh. But then I'm thinking about whether I could survive in a system like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if they found this podcast. Oh.
0: <laughs> 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 no, but they need realists. They need realists. Yeah. And to be honest with you, know. Grace, nobody listens to this. <laughs> I've got the numbers. Okay, I've got the numbers.
4: <laughs> I love it. Don't worry about. It. And this is a
1: starting point,
0: yeah. I mean, not even that, like, I, it's also a bit freeing. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I, like, I just love it, no? Like, I, I smile so hard listening to you and Sis. <laughs> like, for real, I really, I'm like, I'm so fucking happy I'm friends with these guys. Like, I wish we were hanging out more
0: often. Yeah, I mean, okay, so I, I, I do think there's an element of you knowing us. That's why you enjoyed mm. that, that episode.
1: No, no, but also, like, very the openness.
0: Yeah, we... Yeah. And I feel like we have we have that going on right now, so Yeah. And yeah, it's something that. I
1: try. It's always, been like that. It's always been like that. That's
0: true. We've always kinda of been open, think, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I feel like I can even though we don't hang out a lot like one on one, I feel like any time if I message you or call you and ask you some like fucking deep question about your life, you'll just be like, Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, we would we would take it as <laughs> it is, uh. Like yeah, me and I'll you at like, least. Okay. Like
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That's true, that's true. I
1: mm. that's which is why we discussed going into the gym business. I was yes. very excited that it was with
0: you and this. Yeah, I, Yeah. Very true. You know, apart from the fact that you were the person who knew the most about the 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 business, right, and the industry mm. itself, it's also the simple fact that knowing that it's Grace who is this personality type who I've had this history with, mm. that made it feel like if it was anybody else, right, I don't think we would have gone and or entertained that thought that long. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. I feel like there's something in it that we can do together. Yeah. Maybe and, not a dream. Yes,
0: yes, I was about to say. Yeah. It feels there yeah. is something there.
1: Yeah. It's like a chemistry that that I feel like if we uh use time intentionally, it'll be very rich.
0: Correct. Correct. Yeah. There's what there's that aspect. And also I think it's okay, I think we met each other at the right time in our lives so, Yeah. Like I feel like if I met you later, like after football, like maybe if I joined football one or two years later, mm. I think we would also have a very different dynamic. You think? I think so. I feel that way. Did
4: you change? I don't think you changed that much.
0: No, I think like when we met at that phase, mm. the, the the version of you that I met, that met the version of me, I think that was very important for our, our relationship to kind of develop. Uh. Yeah,
1: yeah. The fundamentals. Right?
0: Yeah. It's hard to change that, that dynamics down yeah. the road. Right, like it
4: was fucking fun. huh? it was fucking
0: fun. It is. It was, and also yeah. it was kind of carefree at the same time. Also, we were young. Was, we were young.
1: Was, like supper till four AM on a work night.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> every week we were like, "What the hell is that, man?"
0: Yeah, what the flying fuck, right? Like <sighs>
1: right now, I'll be like, dude, I need to go home right now to my light
0: out?" Yeah, you know, you're so weird. I was like looking forward to every football game, you know, purely just to hang out after that.
1: Truly, like even now, like when. I think about like what I miss most about like football, right? Other than being able to play
0: It's a social like, element, fight.
1: right? Yeah, it's, and it's this particular
0: group. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Where it was really like it didn't matter who you were, where you came from, which friend brought you, yeah. how old you were.
0: It is true.
4: What you no, we were
1: we were just all friends.
0: Yeah. It is very, yeah. very true.
1: And it's damn rare for like this, or like at some point, like about 30 of us, maybe.
0: Yeah. To have like a random, red tight one, right?
1: Yeah. Random fucking human beings who could meet every single week. As an adult, right? That's a commitment, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's a relationship. We meet someone every
0: week. Yeah. It, it was, it really was, okay, well, it definitely was a commitment. That somehow or other yeah. every, every other person in that group was committed to. We all matched it. Yeah, oddly enough, yes. Oddly enough, yes. People would like... I remember I I wanted to keep going so much so I would take my calls in No. Just so that I could play like maybe just an hour instead of the usual two, you know, that kind of shit.
1: Yeah, was I end up work at 8pm, I would still come down for the last half an hour or whatever.
0: Yeah, it was crazy. It it really was a commitment. And I don't know, uh, it was amazing, uh, for, for what for it was the chemistry amongst everybody yeah. was was really awesome. really amazing.
4: Mm. And oh, MFG.
0: hard to capture that that lightning in a bottle yeah. again, uh. and it lasted yeah. for them long, uh. <laughs>
1: About like five years.
0: Like yeah, so? five years yeah. plus. Covid has. And it's not hard now
1: even to do it because like everybody has kids now.
0: That's true. That's true.
1: Or like everyone's moved further away. Yeah. Uh, nobody can do the. Spontaneous supper too late. Things. That's
0: true. Different phases yeah, of late,
1: life, uh. yeah. Yeah, stage life. If we're all in the right stage at the right time. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I guess familiarity like, takes some time to to grow, lah. Right.
1: It does, it, does. it It takes a while to be like, hey, you wanna just hang out? Yeah. Cause normally when you hang out with someone, like it's either your friends for very long already, or you're doing something, or uh, you're. Well, yeah, okay. I mean, my friends are all like drinking friends you know what i mean yeah
0: yeah you're right you're right you have to then, do something you don't
1: need them to drink mm, mm. you don't know what have to do
0: <laughs> that's true uh, like when you're at the boxing gym does it have to be this kind of dynamic also for you to for yeah. you to truly flourish
1: yeah yeah it was it was so important mm. for me to find the same type of people that i can like hey you like and like we can talk for hours but at the gym there's a lot of downtime
0: yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you're right you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And if
1: you are like, I feel like when you're coaching, you are putting a lot of yourself out there. For me, because I'm socially a bit anxious, so
2: mm-hmm.
1: it takes a lot for me to... Okay, uh, presenting is fine because I have an agenda. Yeah. But if I have to hang out with someone one-on-one and I'm not used to that person, I get very, very stressed. Like, I I will like cancel plans or I will like freak out, hyperventilate. Like,
0: I, I never got any of that, you know? Is it I I didn't even know you you were that
1: case I realized anyway before I meet someone i will be like, oh my god, like what if um they don't like me after this hangout?
0: <laughs> oh, really? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I guess this
0: okay, this harkens back to the whole self esteem thing, right? Like yeah, we spoke about.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I just feel like, oh like what what if I say something wrong? Yeah. Or like or like it's very dead. <laughs> That's the one I'm like the most scared of dead when there's air. no vibe.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. Like, oh, like I hope there's no dead air because then
0: I feel like dead air is worse than like having a bad impression. Do you think? I feel so like because a dead air you can't start it. You can't. It's very hard to to breathe life into it. But a bad impression you can kind of like work around it still.
4: Yeah. Actually,
1: you almost never call the person again after the, the dead
0: air hangout. Yeah. Right. Literally no yeah. impact. No. It's just wasted time.
1: That's yes, yeah. Oh my gosh, wasted time.
0: It's the thing, is that out, actually.
1: Right? Yeah. Like, seriously, that day I went for a massage with Josh, and we were so angry. <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
0: so
1: the worst massage of my life is I might as well. I I would have been better off not having the massage. Yeah,
0: you paid money. You lost like two hours. Yeah. Yeah, I feel is that is that what's driving you these days?
4: Maybe. Like
0: having Maybe. control over over time mm. is the one thing you can't buy, out, Right.
1: You can't buy, You
0: can't buy, but you can buy, like, I guess... You can buy shortcuts to gain back a couple of hours here and there, but... Like cabbing, Yeah. You know, that that is a... It's it's a thing, uh.
1: (laughs) Interesting, interesting. It is. I never thought about that when you're buying your time back.
0: It's also the system, like, taking advantage of that uh, need, right? I kept to work today, or I kept home from work today. I I buy myself an extra half an hour to myself. Mm. Yeah. It's almost like tapauing food, also, Like, using Grab, you don't have to spend the time to go out, blah, 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 Hey, Actually, that's
1: how I value it sometimes. Really? Because I don't drive.
0: Ah.
3: Yeah,
1: unless I feel like I want to go out on purpose, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is not all the time. Then I'll do something like go to the beach. Like, I'll go really far.
0: Yeah, actually, I see you, you, your lifestyle, and this is, I don't know, your actual routine, right? But you go to the Mm. beach quite often, and you're quite an early riser.
1: I do, yeah. I try I try to... Actually, no. I used to wake up earlier. What's time new you wake
0: and up And then now? I realised... Huh? I
1: wake up at eight, 8 or 9. Mm-hmm. I used to wake up at like 7, 6. <sighs> yeah. And that was without alarm clock. I would just be like, oh, I'm awake.
2: Oh, okay,
0: okay. You're... Yo, what circadian cycle? La. Yeah,
1: circadian cycle. But that was because I had to wake up to go to work and I like my personal time. Mm. So if I start work at 9, I cannot wake up at 8, then leave at 8.30, then go to work at 9. I need time to like, sit.
0: Yeah. To exist, yeah.
3: uh.
1: To exist, yeah. I just need to be grace before I'm work grace.
2: Yes, Yeah. yes.
1: And then now, because I don't have a 9am start time, so I'm just kind of, I wake up a bit later. But yeah, I, I like going to the beach because I feel like that's where I am most myself.
2: Mm.
0: Well, what is it about the beach?
1: Uh, The nature, I think, the openness. I'm not really a city person. Hmm. Yeah, which is I mean unfortunate for where we are, right? But yeah, I like like I like to feel small.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. You like I mean, I guess that explains Shanghai, right? Do you feel as though yeah. you were tiny in Shanghai? So
1: small, like. And the the beauty of Shanghai was you could travel out to, like, you take an eight hour bus ride and you are some godforsaken mountain place where mm. <laughs> where you look up and it's like all the stars are out. It's fucking freezing. I ju- I just love that there is that juxtaposition of how big the world is in comparison to me.
0: Yeah. people not say that that's a phase of life. i not saying a phase of life, but that's a, the door you everybody will walk through eventually. Oh yeah? Realising that you are this mm. small person.
1: It's so small. We are so small. All our problems are like, eh? Yeah. In the grand scheme of things. Uh. Right. But when you are stuck at home facing four walls, like, well, the problem, like, then suddenly, what problems problem, then big.
0: That's true. Like, being out of your situation helps you gain perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I find that like
1: sometimes when Josh and I disagree then we go for a walk and then we feel better.
0: Yeah, that's also that, right? Because mm. yeah. you're
1: both in turn out of your immediate situation.
0: That's true. You're diffusing it immediately. Like both yeah. on an emotional level and like physically.
4: Physically, yeah. That's,
1: because we yeah. don't we like being outdoors. Like. We like being where the sun is.
0: Yeah, it doesn't seem that way. Mm. I'm the complete opposite.
1: <laughs> are you a home, like a city guy?
0: I am. No, I, I hate being outside. I can't okay, not say I hate being outside, uh, but like I think Singapore weather affects it. Uh, okay, the yeah, fact no. that it's fucking hot and all this kind yeah. of shit. I'd much rather lay at home. Yeah. But I think that's one of the main reasons. I guess I don't remember feeling like I like to stay home. Mm. But I think recently the weather, was it really this hot? Did I play outside in this kind of weather as a kid? Oh,
1: I don't think it was this hot. I think we made it worse.
0: <laughs> yeah, global warming and shit, right? Yeah, global
1: warming. Definitely made it worse. But... And I think last time we didn't care
0: yeah yeah as kids you're like fuck it wow. la, right? you
1: don't care like run in the rain you're like okay whatever
0: that's true that's true
1: like set. Set already then go back to class then come out and set again now after you set after working out you have to go home and shower first right
0: yeah that's the first thing I do you know
1: is go and shower yeah
0: right? and then Except I
1: can me I'm, I fucking go and shower
0: yeah it's...
1: I don't shower in between my workouts in the day <laughs>
0: What do you you want to defend them them strong or what? Like what's what how do you get past it? It's a mental state.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I like I don't
1: know, I wash my face and then I, I see another effect. Yeah, because I, you know if you like go and shower, then you change, then you know what happens? Mm. More laundry.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh you oh, you're you're calculative like that, yeah.
1: Yes, I'm like, hmm.
0: That's true. If I am
1: working out twice today, I can just wear the same set. I can.
0: <laughs> cost effective, cost effective.
1: Lazy,
0: like, I hate laundry, it's the worst. Yeah, I can't do it either. Right now our chores are split up whereby I do the mopping and sweeping and vacuuming of the house. Mm. Uh, most of the area. All all that Diana does is uh, the toilet outside and the kitchen. Ah, yeah. Uh kitchen stove, sorry. Yeah, but yeah. I, I I vacuum and mop the rest of the house. And laundry is like, okay, hey, you're gonna do laundry, I'll just help you like pull it, put it up. Mm. <laughs> I cannot say. We
1: sit, we're like uh I will do half okay. The reason why I hate laundry is because it's so many steps. Mm. Yeah. I like like cleaning on the floor is like hey, one thing then you're done, right? That's true, that's true. Like more, like laundry, you have to like load the washer, then hang it up, then take it down, then sort it and fold, then put it back where it came from. Yeah. So we split it by half. So I will like put it in the wash and hang it up and then when it's dry, it's Josh's job to take down and put it in. Mm. So that the process is
0: halved. <laughs> That's true. I completely don't bother folding my clothes now. Oh really? Yeah. So I I hang it only when I need to wear something. Then I'll iron it uh, or whatever else. But everything's hanged. <laughs> oh, I don't
1: I don't
0: iron anything. Ah, uh, yeah. Ironing wow. is a bitch. Uh.
1: You iron uh?
0: Uh, When I, if I have shirts I need to wear, then I iron it or Oh, like oh, Diana would offer you- to. <laughs>
1: I aggressively flick the shirt before I dry it.
0: Oh, is this how you do it? Okay, I can't yeah. tell her about this later.
1: Yeah, you just flick it out, like just like slap that bitch around, right? Like the shirt, uh Not uh-huh. your wife. Then after you hang it up,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I might edit hang that part up. out. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that.
0: I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, Shit. so you don't iron anything.
0: That's that's smart. That is very very smart.
1: It's an additional step in laundry. That's mad.
0: Yeah, and it's like, do you really need to take this shit that's generating heat and taking up this much space in another 45 minutes?
1: Ugh, oh, the time.
0: Yeah, I think that's, that's true, right? Like, the it time. sucks that you're forced to do something that you have no control over. Like, it's a necessity.
1: Are we just rebellious?
0: I don't know. One thing I'm is that I'm discovering a trend with the people I'm talking to mm. on the podcast. Uh... Everybody is kinda similar. I'm I'm kinda similar to all the guests in, in a few ways. That we somehow discover as we talk. La. And I feel like with you and me, it's it's about this control over time. Yeah. Like it, it really eats at you that you're forced to do something that you could be doing something else with. Uh.
1: Yeah. I like really hate like my pet peeve is sudden meetings.
0: Oh my god, yes, 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 yes.
1: Mm, I hate sudden meetings. Like you need to tell me in advance. I like to I like to know because before I have a meeting, I have to prepare. Yeah. And I also have to stop whatever I'm doing. Correct, correct. Yeah, even if I'm doing nothing, I have to stop doing that.
0: <laughs> that's true. The inertia to switch is the inertia, right? That's, that's, that's yeah. what's great. Like, and I think that's also the problem with like, multitasking, right? It's, mm. it's really It's not really multitasking. It's task switching very, very quickly. So it
4: yeah. right,
0: like I mean, isn't it like you can't multitasking is kind of a myth in that in a productivity sense, lah. Mm. Right, you're really just switching tasks very very quickly, and yeah. I think like mm. like, do you hate being like interrupted? Not say interrupted. When I say that, I mean it in like a in a work context. Like, hey, do you yeah. have five minutes? Can I get your opinion? I listening?
1: hate that. I do not have five Same. minutes. Your five minutes will take me an hour to get back to where I was.
0: Same. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I, yeah. It's a bit yeah, secret. I hated, yeah.
1: I hated that about open work offices.
0: Mm, 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 mm.
1: Everyone's like, hi. So I bought the biggest possible headphones.
0: <laughs> to make it extra clear. <laughs>
1: yeah. And then sometimes when people are like talking to me and I can't hear them, I just ignore because like my headphones are on, bro. <laughs>
0: yeah. And, okay. So but the nature of your work also requires like quiet time for you, right? Yeah. Like, it this this it
4: requires thinking time.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's it also, right? Like. I think we're kinda we kinda feel this way because there is the aspect of doing the work where it's like almost brain dead. There's a brain dead aspect of it and then there's also the thinking aspect of it. Yeah. And it's like where we're in a role, or rather like you're in a role where it requires you to do both uh back and forth, lah. There's no such thing as today is thinking day, tomorrow is mm. doing day. Like it's not as clear for you. It's not as clear as that, right? there's
1: thinking time, like in like the planning or in the planning way i have i would schedule my time like thinking time research time thinking time writing time Mm. and then that helps me helps guide my brain so i don't freak out because if not i will feel like i have a lot of things
0: do you need to plan your work day
1: yeah i do i do yeah so i'll schedule like uh based on the day If I wake up feeling productive, Mm -hmm. then I will schedule all my admin shit first. Mm. Then after I get my admin shit done before lunch, then I enjoy lunch. And then after lunch, I do the like not admin, like the thinking stuff or the creative stuff.
2: Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. On a day where I'm like not feeling it. And I know that if I procrastinate on the admin stuff, then I will procrastinate on everything else. So then Mm. I switch the fun things first.
0: Okay. Okay, Um, okay, okay. Interesting, interesting. Okay, when did you realize that you had this kind of like workflow? When? Uh. When? How?
1: Um, I think in advertising. Yeah, even in even in the office, I had to. I had a. I had. I think in the last boss I had, Mark, mm-hmm. Love that guy. He is very big on protecting your time. Mm. Yeah, so he will say, "Hey, I'm gonna schedule this meeting." but tell me if it doesn't fit with your workflow.
0: Ah, that's a good boss.
1: Yeah, he's a really, really good boss. And then he would try his best to move it such that it works with everybody's working timing.
3: Yeah. So
1: then I learned to say no to certain meetings. Or if I needed more thinking time in the daytime, I would come earlier. That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I started that habit from there.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's also being in planning like it was you were kind of given the luxury to be a bit of a dick right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> a little bit a little bit a little everything's bit, yeah. coming from you.
1: Yeah a little bit like I'll be like I need two days to think about the brief. Yeah. If not I'm going to half ass it and then you know like if you have shit brief then everything's
4: like yeah.
0: Yeah okay so yeah, e- yeah. even that model it's so interesting that a lot of places if, okay you saying that right mm. a lot of agencies are still very suit driven Mm. Neither are they driven, but the, neither are they planning driven, and neither are they really creative driven. A lot of them is suit driven
1: because it's driven a lot by the client's demands. So a really good suit will be able to say, "Yes, client, we hear you." But if you give us X amount of time, the creative output will be better.
0: Yeah, a good suit is very, very important. Huh?
1: Very important. Oh, so crazy important.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it it really, really is. I think it it's, you're right, it is. Uh, it's a conduit. Uh.
1: Yeah, it's like having a good tattoo artist. <laughs> okay, explain. <laughs> yeah, so it, uh, a tattoo artist, right, any tattoo artist can say, okay, I'll do your tattoo.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, because you want the money, you want the thing to be in your portfolio. Mm-hmm. But a good tattoo artist can tell you the thing you're asking for is crazy. Mm-hmm. In the place that you want to put it. Like for example, if you want to put, if it's your first tattoo and you want to put like a giant dragon on your ribs. Mm-hmm. And maybe the tattoo artist personally feels like, hey, dragons aren't my thing. ribs aren't my thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They have to be able to tell you and to guide your tattoo decision.
0: Yeah, they're almost like like mentoring you through this phase. Yeah,
1: They are their own suits in a way.
0: That's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay, a lot of places are service oriented, right? The moment you're talking to the customer, you are kind of technically a suit. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's one thing. And then having empathy, because yeah. I think most places like you have empathy for the client, but you end up like leaning all the way in that your own team kind of gets cut across. Yeah, too far. Yeah.
1: I think having being able to balance all the different expectations. It's a tough being, job. Uh, it's a hard job, man.
0: And like do you even and, really want a job, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like actually you put it that way, right? Like that's why would anybody want to be a suit?
1: Maybe they get a kick out of solving problems.
0: I guess so, right.
1: Yeah. But, you really have to enjoy solving problems. That's true. And people
0: uh Yeah, I, yeah. I, I guess I would assume that to be true. So right?
1: I feel like people are the best and worst parts of creative industries. <laughs>
0: yes surprisingly enough that's true yeah it's really about the work you know yeah. like i mean yeah work can be dry but then like dry work will always get more interesting as, as the time goes by mm. it is like,
4: yeah
1: like it's the it's the deal to meet all these like weird wacky crazy people yeah but because they are weird wacky and crazy they are not normal like.
0: correct correct <laughs>
1: they are not normal like, you it's know,
0: a like, certain kind of personality like, yeah. right
1: it's not for everyone
0: that's true. I think that being said, so I think like advertising maybe for what it was, like it didn't really write me the wrong way, Right me the right way also. So I think that's why I've like, I've always like geared towards production itself or like post production. Yeah.
1: I think craft and creativity are too important to you, mm. and you are not really like uh like fit into process and structure type.
0: Yeah, I you hit the nail on the head for that. Mm. Uh, I am, apparently, I am known as a dissenter.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like
1: if I do this anagram thing, I'm the same.
0: <laughs> Tonight, like, when you got the time. Yeah,
1: I'm going
0: to do it. it. It gets very interesting because you start like mapping other people. Mm. Also, and then you kind of start realizing like the dynamics in, in your relationships.
1: And why so, is they are like that, right?
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, one of the things that like, came up to me, right, was that why I found this particular group of people to be amazing to collaborate with. And I used to collaborate very. Like, in the in its truest form. Mm. Like, everybody felt equal. Everybody felt listened to. Mm. And the work was good. Lah. So, that's why I feel like it, it was this. When I was doing that, it was a team of four of us. I was number three. Uh, there was another guy who was uh, a number one, another guy who was a number four, and another guy who was a number five. So, essentially, it's the reformer, the achiever, the individualist, and the investigator. Mm. So, it feels as though it's, it's the combination of that personality type made sense, right? And then I, I started to look at uh, dynamics where it fell apart for me So mm. and it's usually with like uh, percent types that are very, very they clash with you a lot. So it was very interesting like, to be to have to kind of like look back at your the dynamics of your working life and see where it went wrong or how it could have been improved. Yeah. Uh. and it's important for bu- building teams as well. I feel
2: like I actually love you know, that.
4: Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Like uh, the whole team, team psychology, and yeah, and the effectiveness of a team,
0: correct, based it's... on
1: very human traits. You know,
4: nothing exactly,
0: that really, yeah. almost primal traits also. Yeah, it is never going to be high level, uh, complex emotions. It always seems to be something very, very primal and innate that's dri- driving all of this. Which is
1: crazy. But actually, just animals, like,
0: <laughs> Yeah, we are. We truly are.
1: <laughs> really are animals. Like, even with, like, because we have two dogs now, right? Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Like, seeing how they react based on their instinctive fears or. Yeah, it's like crazy because I'm like, okay, sometimes I'm like that. Like, Kilo is a very uh, emotional dog. Mm-hmm. So when I'm sad or stressed out, he knows and he'll come and he will, like, like lie on bed, lick my face, or mm-hmm. like he can, he'll behave differently. That, yeah, yeah. He, you can sense him caring, but he is also the world's most fucking annoying dog. Uh. Like <laughs> he's he <puts> <laughs> so emotionally in tune when he's outside, he's also very like uh, excitable. So his excitement mm-hmm. like overtakes him entirely. But also when he's left alone at home, mm-hmm. he tends to act out like he will bite my shoes or like bite he my. Needs the mind. Also, yeah, like. He needs attention so well. Yeah, he is—is him acting out in fear of being abandoned, and Die. I feel like watching them in their own ways. Like I realize actually we are just like that. Yeah. Like when we start fights or when we uh feel like do certain things, like the reason why you are okay dancing in public or. You know, <laughs> things like that is really from a very primal base.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yes, that is. How's that? We kind of forget it. We kind of forget.
1: We do, right?
0: That we are. We are really are just operating on a very primal basis. Uh. Right. And I think just being aware of it is so much power already. Mm. It yeah. is psychology 101, I guess. I mean, this is what they learn in psychology, right?
1: I don't know, I feel I need a therapist. Just to... <laughs> do you ever feel the need to find a therapist? You know, I was Please.
0: considering that actually.
1: Me too. Like just even it like I don't really feel like i have any major issues or maybe I do that I don't know about, but I would like to know. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like I'll check up. Like
0: that's that's true. I have I have I had a colleague and I think this one colleague that I know of that went to the therapist. Mm. And she was... I feel like it's those kind of things, right? If, if you go to a therapist, you can really say how beneficial it is to you. Mm. But if you've never been, then every the people who are a bit doubtful of it or on the fence are generally people who've never been to a therapist. But somebody who has been and I guess had a positive experience of it, they will always vouch for it to the max.
1: Mm.
0: And like she told go, me... Yeah. Sorry?
1: I feel like we should definitely go.
0: We should. And she was... One of the things that... one of the. Like advice she gave me was that uh, try to always go for therapist that is recommended to you. Huh. Yeah. So that was her her advice, lah. Like don't don't just like cast a white web. Yeah,
1: that's a big hit. You know, like people with like life coaches, right?
0: Yeah. Okay. What's your opinion on that, (laughs)
1: lah? Firstly, they need a better name. If you're a life coach, change your, your title to something a bit less floaty, then maybe we'll trust you. But life mm-hmm, coach mm-hmm. sounds a bit dubious. But the thing about life coach is uh, if what if what you want in life isn't in line with what I want in life? Yes. Then what are you coaching me for? You know in fitness you have those like you have certain coaches who are all about aesthetics and they look a certain way. Yes. And they eat a certain diet to look that certain way. Correct. But it's not in line with my views of my life. Cause I'm not willing to put in that work.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Correct.
1: So, like some people, like chasing uh financial freedom and retirement is very important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Versus respecting the time that you have right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I feel like a therapist would really need to fit my viewpoint of my life. <laughs>
0: correct and I think it's also that uh, you need to find the right therapist for you Mm. and there's always the argument you know like okay like how dare you say that I'm not the right therapist for you you're the one who's seeking help you know like it's like Mm. like, oh I'm a doctor I know what's wrong with me Uh, there's also that point that argument about this right like how do you actually know when a therapist isn't a good fit
1: it's not cheap you know so you can't like just try (laughs)
0: Exactly. There's no like therapist
1: trial run like.
0: There isn't. There isn't. Yeah. Every session should be kind of like a, an investment. Yeah,
1: it's an investment.
0: Right into your like mental health. I
1: want to invest in the right one.
0: I mean, what you brought up was very interesting. So about how the life coach, what what his goals are and what your goals are, are different. I think one of the biggest pitfalls as an adult, even a young adult, going into the latest stages of your life, mm. is that you pick the wrong teacher. Yeah. And you're learning from the wrong person, lah. I always say you're learning from the wrong person, and you're picking the wrong teacher, and that can really, really sidetrack you a lot.
1: It truly that's cause I feel like you are the, you are the amalgamation of all the people who have taught you. Yes. In life, yeah, for good, for better, or for worse, yeah.
0: All you really oh. need is one person, and you can derail your career.
4: Mm.
0: It can really push you up, or you could, yeah, you could fucking sideline it to the max, ah. Uh.
4: Yeah, dude.
0: Careers are fragile in that sense, also.
1: Careers are actually super like, uh, like that precious.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: We a lot of us just say like it's just a job, but I find it to be very very precious because, in almost no other circumstance, would you be spending this much time with all these people?
0: Correct. Doing correct, this one correct. thing, you know what I mean. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's so weird because it's an intangible thing. If you. My really think it's right?
1: is like, it's, you just earn money, ma? You. <laughs>
0: To a certain degree, I'm quite envious of that lifestyle. Me too. You just clock out. You're I happy, wish I could switch content.
1: it all. I wish I could switch the internal like dialogue about like am I in the right company, doing the right work? Yeah. When this benefit who I am as a person in 20 years versus am I just making money?
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know, maybe it's also one of these things where you're you're more self-aware. Mm. Right, like it takes a certain kind of frame of mind to want to pursue a creative career.
4: Yeah.
0: And then for you, like it's even more compounded. You have multiple phases of it, so. Like, I'm so, not even trying
1: I mean, sure in a creative career.
0: I feel like you are. Eh?
1: Yeah, but I'm not in like the traditional sense, you know.
0: Nothing's traditional anymore. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what other short what other shortcuts do you have in your life? Nothing shortcuts not about I, yeah,
1: I have.
0: That you have half of them will go to want.
2: Shortcuts.
1: uh. my whole my whole house is a shortcut. I feel.
2: Oh.
1: Yeah, the way I've laid out everything, uh, where things are kept, mm. all of it is a shortcut. Cause I just I'm fucking lazier. Uh,
0: <laughs> no, but that's beautiful. There's a beauty in all of that. Yeah. Optimizing. You're optimizing. into optimizing.
1: I'm into optimizing. I wanna like make sure that I'm expending as little energy as possible in the mandatory things. Yeah. So that I can go and do fun things. I've actually never noticed until today how much it consumes my life. Really? Yeah.
0: So all this are sub... I mean, wouldn't you have had a conversation with Josh when you're like doing the renovation about the house?
1: <laughs> no, oh, he's such a sweetheart. He just kind of left it to me to like make the major decisions. Then He's I just, just know- living, yeah? Uh... Yeah, I'm like, babe, I was like, do you want this chair or this chair? He's like, oh, I like that one. Then I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> but the main, like, I want to take down this wall. He's like, okay. But I'll give rationale like rationale.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it means you've been living subconsciously this way, which is a beautiful thing also.
4: Aww.
0: Now that you know it, it's extra information that weighs on you.
4: Yeah.
0: It's like, you know, like people say, Oh, you're breathing right now, then you're aware of breathing. Eh.
1: Hey. Do you, you actually into a yoga class?
0: Yoga class? Yeah. Uh I think when I was a lot younger, like a yeah, couple years ago, maybe.
1: Yeah, you could try going. It's a very intentional use of your time. So, I found it amazing that when they say shit like, "uh, lengthen your spine, or turn mm. your heart towards the wall. It sounds very like whatever lah, like, yoga people, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I actually feel my body reacting to... Just thinking about that body part, or just thinking about doing this one thing.
0: Interesting. Yeah.
1: Then I'm like so amused. I'm like, what am I, What else am I forgetting to think about, or what can my body be doing better if I focus on that particular area?
0: Understood. Mm. In- intention. Intention, intention. La.
1: Yeah. It's actually what the thing I took away most from your classes is is intention. Because before the class, you say set your intentions for the class today. Which a lot of us, when we go to, like, say a boxing class, you just want to smash your back, right? You just like, fucking work out. But if you think about the intention of the class today, am I here to improve my footwork? Am I here to work on my jabs? Am I here to learn Ring IQ? Then that changes the way you approach the entire class, which is quite cool,
0: It is very interesting. Like, okay, that's true. That's uh, intentional learning and Hmm. intentional use of time does... Correlate with quicker uh, results. Uh.
1: Yeah, I guess. Results. <laughs> in the area, is, at least my red balls, my optimization area. I guess so.
0: I guess in, in optimization 10. would be like part of it. Lah. Mm. This is so interesting. Okay, but boxing, I completely forgot that throughout this whole fucking conversation, right? I forgot to even ask you about it. <laughs> uh, You move like water.
1: Hey, thanks, bro. You
0: really fucking move like water. <laughs> I am so fucking amazed. I think me and Zif, we are so fucking shocked because we've never seen this side of you.
1: <laughs> my my football very clumsy, right?
0: Yeah, okay. You are a bit of a clutch with football. Okay, you're heavy. You're heavy with yeah, football. Yeah, I'm heavy with football. You're heavy, but with boxing. Oh my goodness! You think so? Like water, really? Like fucking water. <laughs> it is really crazy to see. It was really, it was really crazy to see happen. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like what five five years of boxing.
4: Five years, five, six years of boxing, yeah.
0: Fuck, man. Yeah.
1: But I think boxing is, like, simpler for me because there are only so many moves.
0: Mm. That... It's just one-on-one, is it? Yeah, is it it's one.
1: like, it's like it's you and your hands. I find feel like, feel something like primal about, like, boxing or climbing or jujitsu. jitsu is, like, very, it's, like,
0: where it's uses your whole body, right?
1: Yeah, it's just your body, you know. And like, if you move something by a few mm, it changes everything.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And mm-hmm. the ability for your muscle to retain memory from like just repeating that move over and over.
0: Yes. And I love
4: that, uh, I love that, yeah.
0: It's, it's a discipline, uh. mm. right? It's It's so much so that it becomes... I mean, to even call it boxing or jujitsu or whatever, is to really put it in a box. Uh. Almost, yeah. right? But it's really your body just learning all this...
1: Like a new discipline, I guess.
0: Yeah. Uh, your body does, has no fucking idea you're boxing.
1: Yeah. It's just doing the thing. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's very, very interesting. Like, that's true. And yeah, jujitsu is a very recent thing, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it's so fun, dude.
0: What have you learned? Like, What's the biggest takeaway from it right now, As as you are right now?
1: It's a, a like a lot of it is like about body mechanics. Mm. So if you know how the body works, then it doesn't matter how strong you are. Okay, okay. I fucking love that. Like, I can be up against like this super tiny girl, and because she knows the technique, she knows how to like twist my joints and mm-hmm. like that. Oh, like, yeah, it's amazing.
0: BJJ, right? Brazilian yeah. jiu jitsu.
1: BJJ. I heard uh, you uh, like it.
0: I feel so. I think yeah. combat... I, I've always liked combat.
1: Yeah. It's the, it's the intellectual part of combat. Yeah.
0: And yeah. I, it's the same thing with boxing also. And I mean, my, my experience with this is also quite limited, lah, right? But the more you get into boxing, the more you realise it's a very complicated sport. It
1: is, yeah.
0: It's complicated. It's like complex.
1: You move your your body in particular ways to trick your opponent into reacting in a way that you assume they will react. And then yeah. you get them Yeah, it's crazy.
0: It really is, it's very complex. Uh and I think the more you do any particular sport, you start to realise how deep it gets and why like why being a master or being like a veteran is very very highly regarded,
4: Because
0: uh. mm. you can't you really can't teach certain things. Mm. You gotta experience it. Yeah. And like over the years type thing, uh, you know?
1: Like develop your own way of doing it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Almost almost that, yeah, correct, correct. Yeah.
1: Someone said something about uh, one some of the coaches said there are only two natural sports in the world. Mm-hmm. One is running and the other is fighting. Yeah. They're like, oh, that makes sense about why I like it so much. Because it's just like human. Just yeah. human. It's,
0: it's human. Yes, that's true. I feel, okay, that being said, I I really do feel it's uh I can't remember who, I think Plato said this, or is it Socrates? Hmm. He said that uh the one of the biggest shames is not knowing how strong you are.
1: Mm. Dude, I feel that for so many girls. I feel that so like I feel like that is the point in boxing that changed my life. When yeah. I first discovered that I am strong in I can throw a punch and I'm strong in I can take a punch. Yeah. Yeah. That it, it really changes
0: yeah. your perspective of your own self. Truly. And when are you going to... When? You know, never. If you go through life, you never did boxing and all this, you'll never know. But doing a push-up isn't the same. (laughs) It's not the the fucking same at all.
1: Yeah, when you throw that and and you're like suddenly aware of what you can take. Like if you're walking in the street, someone just sock you in the face, you know you'll actually be fine.
4: Exactly. Yeah, it's it, so
1: cool. I feel like this is the same as when your lecturer showed you the possibility of success. Like, in a more physical, like, self.
0: Yeah. I think we also are limited by our, like, worldview, right? Mm. And I, and your worldview is really, it's your life experience. Uh. Mm. So, I just don't know, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It, it's, it's a big conversation. Uh, and at the time, at times, it feels very, uh, ma, uh, like, you know? <laughs>
1: Which part of it, this whole thing.
0: Yeah, this whole episode from, from the moment I hit record until now.
1: Yeah, really much of i like, you know, right?
0: Yeah, like, but that's the beauty of it. This
1: like, like, didn't do well in school, they're now quoting Socrates or... <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and then like, fucking do boxing only like one year plus, like, they can't shit It sucks that you don't know how powerful you are.
1: <laughs> no, but it's true, it's true. I mean like, even if none of us became professional fighters, which the likelihood is like zero, like okay. Like mm-hmm. like we probably will never be professional fighters. We will probably we will probably never even get into a fight. Yeah. Yeah. I think just the knowledge that you are able to overcome your own fears or your own misconceptions about yourself.
0: Yes. Mm, that, I think that, really is looking yeah. in the mirror, man. Yeah. When it you really know, like, go about your
1: daily life, you feel more confident in knowing that if I'm able to shock myself in that way, I can shock myself in another way.
0: Yeah. Mm. That's very true. That's very, very true. It's a lot of stuff we do is very outward facing.
4: Mm.
0: Not a lot of activities are very inward facing. A lot of things that happen to you that are inward facing are usually very tragic. Yeah. It's rare to find things that happen and activities, that are inward facing and affect you in a positive way. I do believe fighting is one of the positive ways lah.
1: Actually, yeah. When you think about it that way, like the, I feel like the times I've learned most about myself is when something bad has happened.
0: Yeah, (laughs) true tragedy, right? Yeah, or
1: boxing. Or, or overcoming like a, a fear, like, I'm actually damn scared of heights. (laughs) 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 Like, I'm not even kidding I'm fucking scared of heights. Uh, Yeah, but I love climbing. (laughs) Yeah, and that came out of me wanting to face my fear of heights. And I also fucking love diving, but Mm, I have mm. a massive fear of the open water or dark waters.
0: That's what they have a term for, like thalassophobia or something like that.
1: Yeah. Okay, I have that once, (laughs) and then (laughs) I decided to learn to dive so I could face my dead fear that I can't pronounce. (laughs) Mm.
0: Thalassophobia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're running towards your fears la. and this, uh, you're running towards growth. La. Yeah, I try try. La. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, we can be poetic about it, la, but that really is the truth. Yeah, How many people do you know actively do that? Yeah. Okay, this is a, there's a caveat to all of this, right? You've built a lifestyle that allows you to pursue these things.
1: Yes, I must first and foremost recognize that I am privileged and have the ability to do this life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You 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 spend years trying to build a lifestyle that allows you to be, yeah, to to literally <laughs> uh, mm. explore.
1: Yeah, if not, I think life is boring.
0: I mean, it takes a lot of guts also to trust yourself, right? Mm. To to break out the rat race.
1: I don't know. I question that every day.
0: That's part of the game, uh
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's part of it. No, if you no. don't if you don't doubt yourself, right, you're not really doing yeah. it right
1: i'm like shit man in 50 years it will just be okay
0: <laughs> that never goes away uh. who the fuck knows away.
1: right we'll figure it out like
0: exactly and we're such an unprecedented time yeah you have covid that took away that's, that is beginning to take away two years of our lives
1: it's a lot you know actually so like, yes. sorry, like
0: i know but actually, i
1: was thinking of like we're, we actually planned a honeymoon to patagonia Mm-hmm. So that's like trekking in the glaciers, like living in Lima for like three yeah. all these kinds,
0: climbing like, and all yeah. that, right?
1: Then COVID, right? And then so now we are thinking of like having a kid. There's no yeah. way that's going to happen for a child.
0: Oh my god, that is very. Diana just told me that yeah. two days ago, couple couple days ago. Either we have a honeymoon now,
4: yeah.
0: <laughs> Like once you have a kid. That's not going to happen. No, uh.
4: <laughs> oh, because once you have a kid, you're like.
0: Your life is around the kid, right?
1: Yeah. And yeah, then, kid, then if he you saying, say, yeah. if you like, okay, you take the kid with you, then you to mm-hmm. fucking take care of the kid.
0: <laughs> yeah, it won't, be, it won't be about you yeah. and and Josh. And like, if, it would not be about the honeymoon. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't
1: be. And if you leave the kid in Singapore with your parents, you will be so damn guilty.
0: Yes. Checking
1: in all the time. Yes. And on a maternal, like, physical human being level, like, as a woman. Yeah, I
0: think it's even worse for you as a mother.
1: Yeah, I would have all, like, the need to breastfeed or whatever, and then the kid's, like, not there.
2: Yeah, 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 like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah.
1: Or like you have to like pump milk. <laughs> I feel so bad for new moms yeah, every time you pump milk.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's a lot. Motherhood is it's crazier. Uh? Wow,
1: the a whole other thing. I don't know. They are so brave. Moms are so brave.
0: <laughs> they are, they really are. I yeah. I don't know how to explain it as well. Uh.
2: Yeah.
0: Like, you just can't not be like, holy fuck, really, holy fuck, you know. Like
1: every stage of the whole thing is like, huh. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I'm like, exactly. huh?
1: and the women that went before me did it without actual healthcare? Fuck. That's
0: true. That is true. Last time it really like cowboy sh- cowboy lens. Uh.
1: Yeah, you just give up, you call a woman, she comes to your house, then something happens.
0: Yeah, and like, and everybody's fine.
1: Yeah, and now you have like <laughs> prenatal class, postnatal class, you have lactation Yeah, system. how much of
0: it is really just like, you know, like a money-making opportunity? A lot of it is what, right? A lot
1: of it, like, the whole, this whole world is driven by capitalism, right?
0: It is. You mm. have courses for stuff that don't really need to be courses. You know, like just the other day, I think I saw it was uh, it was a course about how to how to write a resume. Like, I and you good can resumes, man, back then. Yeah, but it's also like in today's day and age, like it's targeting a, a very particular group of people, right? People who are not tech savvy. So, I don't know, man. I just feel like yeah, oh, there's fine. a lot of predators. La. Yeah.
1: Good luck to future earth, man.
0: Yeah, I mean we're going to be dinosaurs eventually.
1: <laughs> we will, right? At some point, like like now, if you ask me to write a strategy around, like back when I was a planner, everything was like millennials, right? That that gets <laughs> me all my friends. I have enough, like,
0: insight. Insight. Like, now I'm mine, like, yeah.
1: who who are they? Like who are the Gen Zs? Yeah,
0: that's very true. And you're you're every day you're seeing the the gap be wider. Also, yeah. right?
1: And I'm only thirty. up. <laughs>
0: Oh my god, you're right, you're right, you're right. We're
1: not even like 60. We're not 50
0: and 60.
2: Like, I find myself
1: not being on TikTok. Yeah. And then then someone's like, oh, what, you're a boomer? I'm like, no, I'm just not on TikTok.
0: Yeah, but then again, right? All these people, they're not on Facebook. They're not on Instagram either.
1: Yeah. We're we're already on separate platforms.
0: We're already on three. For me, I'm on three. I'm on like fucking Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and I'm definitely. Reddit. Reddit's the forefront, one, I guess, right? Yeah. And then, you have these kids who don't give a fuck about anything and they're just on TikTok alone. Yeah. And it's enough for them. Like, it's giving them everything they need. But for us, we had to split it like three or four ways. Mm. And it's the same fucking group of people on each platform. Yeah,
1: like all the same the same of Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, I follow you on Facebook and then like, it's the same content on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Of course,
1: you're a special kind of person if you have separate content.
0: Uh. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. But yeah, for them, TikTok's enough. TikTok, that's enough. Or it, maybe that's it all of it.
1: We wouldn't know because we're not on it, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're not on it. That's kind of why. Yeah,
1: we'll never know.
0: It, it does feel as though social media now is is it's, it's really more about putting yourself out there. Mm. Right, as... as versus how it was when 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 we were kind of embedded in it. Because we didn't
1: least. create content. We just posted whatever the fuck was going on with our lives. That's true. Like, if you look at my old, my old tweets, right? It's like, mm-hmm. wow, I'm then bored of school. It's 2.47pm. Can I leave yet? It's 3.09pm. Can I leave yet?
4: Yeah. <laughs> you just kind yeah. of
1: said whatever came to mind. And I think that was the kind of social platforms that we we grew up in versus now everything is like is is a... Uh, considered. Uh, yeah, considered they, would, they would go and create a particular video because yeah.
0: they wanted
1: to, yeah.
0: That's very true. Like, uh, I had a friend of mine who, he... So what happened was that he, I mean, if it's between me and you, right, I'll say like things like, okay, hey, I saw your story. Mm. Your stories have been, your IG stories, blah, blah, blah. Uh, when I was talking to him, right, I I stopped referring to it as stories. I, I was referring to it as content. Mm. Right, like, she's kind of fucked up, ah. Uh.
2: Oh.
0: You know, like, it's no longer very personal. Yeah. It's a series of stuff you're putting out yeah. that, want, that wants to be perceived a certain way.
1: Yeah, because back then we weren't content creators. Now they are content creators. Yeah. We were just... We were, just we
3: were the, the guinea pigs, la, I guess. Posting, yeah.
1: just like ooh, here's my food.
0: <laughs> yeah, and like we'd be upset at that point already. Yeah. Like no, this guy not stop post food, post food, must <laughs> stop, must stop. And now, food blogger.
4: No food blogger. <laughs> they had oh.
0: an idea, dude. Shit. Yeah. Anyway, like it's it's two and a half hours oh, already. Bro.
1: Hi, it's midnight. We are yeah, old. we need
0: to. Speak. We are old. We need to. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Go on under this. Go on under oh, this.
1: Man. Last time, this kind of time, we just went for
0: supper. <laughs> yeah, we just left the house, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: exactly. Yeah. So I just want to say thank you so much. Oh,
1: thank you, very for having me. It was so fun.
0: With all my heart, really. Thank you so much. And
1: hey, have you figured out a, a closing to your podcast yet? <laughs> oh, that's
0: good. That's a good point. That's a good point. Was it first uh, <laughs> This is going to be the fourth episode, and I still don't have one. What one you said, if <laughs> The the one with if ended up becoming, like, sorry.
1: The fuel your life, push yourself. <laughs>
0: yeah, like uh, test drive, test drive, test drive this that theory. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think you should just run with it. Test drive that theory. Push yourself
0: yeah but it's so I don't know I, okay, when I say it I I feel dirty you know <laughs> you know like when you workshop when I did I was like yeah this could work this could work then when you actually like put it in in the setting right you're like ah you're fuck like,
4: ah, delete delete
0: <laughs> yeah this this is bad
1: but I love how you are so brave you said it on the podcast anyways
0: I had to get him to understand uh. <laughs> And like, when you said it, when you said it just in that moment, oh. it didn't feel good, right? <laughs>
4: <I> did not. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Passing the worst line. Probably.
0: Exactly. It's different uh, when you say it on the podcast to, to like, end it up versus yeah. like, in, in, in like, real life.
1: <laughs> I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't imagine it working in real life.
0: Right. I don't know why I even thought about it.
1: Mm. Thought about it enough to test it with...
0: Diana. Yeah, well I that first episode uh, I, I I really kinda just like, mm, like we're gonna talk about this, we're gonna talk about this, we're gonna end it like this. <laughs> Everything fell apart. <laughs> I love
2: that. <laughs> I love
4: that.
0: Punk, yeah. man. Okay, let's just put it this way, right? Like if you could have one thing to tell someone, what would that one thing be?
1: Oh, too much weight, bro
0: can be anything.
1: You know when they say, like, go pick your favourite song? Oh, I get so stressed.
0: <laughs> they should at least, like, narrow the genre, is so. it?
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. Uh, one thing to say to someone. Mm, maybe take time to think about your life and be intentional about your time. Mm. That sounds a bit you know, like Machan also.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: I... I but it's a very informed answer also. don't you think yeah would you have said that okay but here's the beautiful part that I realise take time to uh, understand your life and be intentional about it right mm. that advice is only going to be taken by people who are ready to take it yeah saying it to everybody, not everybody's going to listen, lah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the people who are at that stage where like, you know, I'm ready to actually use this advice and build a, a life for myself the same way that Grace did.
4: Mm. Oh,
1: yeah, you can change it to try boxing.
0: <laughs> that too. Uh, yeah. That'd be my line, I guess, like try boxing. Yeah, try
1: boxing. <laughs> Get punched in the face one time. Yeah, go do
0: that. Yeah, yeah experience it. Lah. I think it's very true. Uh, Find out. I think it's good. It, you have, Everybody has to explore Mm. how strong or weak you are.
4: Mm. And
0: it's good to know. La. It's really, really good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will list quite a number of things <laughs> in the show notes. The first being, I think everybody should know uh, about the journey you have lunch money. I think that's very, 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 very important to see mm. like somebody just start a small business that actually had legs and, and it, it went quite a distance. And I think it's also important to see how something like that like the logical step was to make masks after that you know like it's, it's just logical you know it it really really was and then to really understand that okay she's a deck designer and she her her and and your strength really is in 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 the controlling the flow of information and how it's presented to people and then I feel like your story makes a shit ton of sense.
1: It like it's actually quite random, but actually it's not, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's a connecting thread in all of this, and the lifestyle that you're living right now—it makes so much. Fun. Like the pieces fit, uh. No. Yeah. yeah and really. it's, it's a very beautiful thing yeah. because it fits for now, and that's and now is all that really is all that really matters. It is
1: now is all that really matters.
0: Yeah. 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 So
1: yeah. So
0: test drive that theory. Test drive that theory. Uh. <laughs> I'm I'm open to better uh <laughs> if anybody truly has better uh ways to like, end it. Like,
1: comment and share.
0: <laughs> like, comment and share. Then uh share follow. <laughs> uh press play.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not enough to like, comment, share. I need you to press play now. <laughs> <laughs> press play for sixty seconds and then you can close it.
1: Is that how they, they see the viewership? Yeah. So for
0: Spotify, they have three metrics. One of them is followers. Basically, you can follow the, the podcast, right? Yeah. Spotify. The second one is that they call it starts. So basically, if anybody just click play,
3: mm. that counts
0: as a second metric. The third metric is streams. So streams are when somebody listens to a minute of whatever content, whatever like playlist it is. Uh, whatever sorry, Whatever song it is.
4: Mm.
0: Yeah. So they don't give a fuck. It could be fucking three hours long. It could be It could be just like a minute and thirty seconds long. It'll only count as a stream after sixty seconds.
4: Huh?
0: Yeah, it's just kind of weird, right?
4: Wow,
1: what a waste of the rest of the. Yeah. I guess because so few people listen to the whole damn thing that like they didn't want to make creators feel bad.
0: (laughs) Maybe, maybe. I I don't know. Anyway, like all people are telling me like my podcast is fucking long. I love it though it's a different kind of like experience like you right? know there are
1: some podcasts where you like sit and then you listen and you take notes and it's like 30 minutes you have to give full attention you are listening to like theories and statistics mm-hmm. and blah, blah 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 but this one is just like it's got a feeling of you're being invited into a very private conversation with really good so. friends and then hearing their perspective on life which yeah takes time uh.
0: <laughs> yeah there's 2 hours and 30 minutes of yeah, this time good
1: now. like editing <laughs>
4: Okay,
0: Okay, thank you so much for being honest. We have Grace Kerr, uh, deck designer, founder of Lunch Money, founder of Sakti, founder of a lifestyle that she created herself. Hope you learned something uh, and reach out to Grace. I'll I'll put her handle and all that in the show notes later. Mm. Thank you so much, Grace.
4: Thank you for having me. Good night. Good night. (laughs)